0: how come you always helping everybody and getting paid back for well that's the way i am you know i'm a little hard-headed they say dusty rose how come you don't look like rick flair and have all them muscles and pretty body well i like the nightlife just a little bit better than i like the damn gym jack you understand As long as I can get out and do it better than anybody and as long as I make more money per night than any athlete in this country and as long as I make a half a million dollars a year, I don't really give a damn what they think out there. Can you dig that? I hope you can. I hope you can. I hope you can. Lord, I hope you can.
1: To <laughs> so the Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast, hyphenation. I am your host, Kellen Conley, a.k.a. I have a very special guest with me today. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to bullshit you. I, I see I'm already because you're here. I try to keep it real clean and friendly. Like, I had to say a couple things because there were some song titles when I was talking about her loss, to Drake and 21 Savage album. Okay. I had to read a song. Okay. I, I try to keep it fancy, but I have here with me. On episode two hundred four, the Barack Obama for World's Greatest Podcast, I have Matthew Chivalry Spencer, all the way from New Zealand, from Wellington.
0: Eighteen hours into the future.
1: Eighteen hours in the future. If it was in, he was new in New Zealand right now, let's go to the world clock. Podcast the one hundred one. Let's see. I know he could probably do off the top of his head, but I just want to use my world clock because I only have one other city in here. Oh look, Wellington. It is four forty six. Sunday. So technically, it is my birthday.
0: Yeah. They're already partying.
1: They're already partying. Absolutely. Ce- celebrating my birth. Welcome to my podcast, finally.
0: After 206 episodes. No, I'm four. I'm 406. <laughs> 204 episodes. I can't believe I haven't been able to get here sooner. What?
1: I think it's worth worth it. It is, it is. There's there's a lot of filler episodes. There's a lot of <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of episodes with Mark Rob on them. Or Mark Robb <laughs> Did you
0: do that thing like they do on like old sitcoms where it's like a, a reflective Yeah, they just pull all the clips from the past seasons I've thought
1: about clip shows, I could, I could easily do a clip show.
0: You haven't stooped the level yet? I'm lazy. Standards.
1: <laughs> I I don't have standards. I don't have standards, so if anybody wants to pay me to do anything, anything. <laughs> anything uh I, I will do
0: it but. words you don't want to say on the internet but but me
1: and me and that <laughs> used to have a podcast years ago called hip-hop manifesto and a website which i still have stored on my hard drive. still have the, the xml file a lot of fun to revisit that <laughs> and the podcast is actually still available like the all 13 all 13 episodes our last episode was called "Is Kanye Crazy," and we dropped that in 2013. So you're welcome. We warned you,
0: <laughs> and we were so right that we didn't even need to make another episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was so good that we called it quits. That was when you are in Wisconsin. We were we did that over Skype, like before all this pandemic stuff. That was like was cool. 20. Yeah, I was at my old place on Louise. This before Leah was born. Um, and yeah, we we did it. We did it on Skype and uh, and then I recorded it and then um, it, it came out sounding lovely.
0: love with We it. had hundreds of thousands of streams.
1: We had, we had a lot of streams. Yeah. 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 A, a lot of streams. Cause um, that, all those episodes was posted on archive.org and I could see the downloads and stuff. And we, there's a decent number of downloads still. I mean, not, I don't, I don't think now, but the numbers we had on there was really surprising. I'm like, Like, who was listening to it this much? I know I wasn't clicking on it no 9,000 times an episode.
0: Well, you know, basically what happened is there was so much success from that that we pursued our solo careers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We broke up. We broke up.
0: And now, many years later, we're having a reunion podcast.
1: (laughs) That's exactly what this is. It's so good that I've actually, for the first time ever, set up two microphones, and I'm recording video, and I'm holding... My, I'm holding my studio microphone that I rap into. Like I've seen people do on different videos. Like why do they do that? And now I know because this is sometimes the only way you can get shit to work. (laughs) So, like we always do about this time, Matthew, we got to do the Morgantown weather report. So, can you tell the people how it feels outside right now? It's cold. It's cold. He said. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> Did you know? Did you know it is indeed cold?
1: It is 29 degrees, clear with periodic clouds, and it feels like 29 degrees. And in the rest of the night, it's only getting slightly warmer. Oh, no, it's staying around 29. And then in 6 in the morning, it, it goes up like 30 degrees. There's a small chance of some precipitation. But That's your Morgantown weather report brought to you by... Shop top Belgium white.
0: Well, just because it's an international show right now.
1: Ooh, ooh! Speaking of international, your no.
0: Wellington, New Zealand weather report. Do it. Is it not that cold? But I can't tell you exactly what it is because my phone's on. Not... <laughs> no, no <wait.
1: laughs> your phone's that cooperative.
0: It's a breezy seventy-two degrees ooh. Fahrenheit. Ooh, okay. And it's going to be a sunny day. Uh, What's
1: a sunny day? And
0: with normal Wellington with lots of rain and wind all throughout the week
1: <laughs> beautiful beautiful that that was great that was great you've had yeah. a lot of practice this. we have yes you've been wait, waiting for this moment to come on the barack obama approved world's greatest podcast and spit the wellington welling the, the wellington weather report
0: i've been rehearsing it for a long time
1: i i appreciate
0: that. i i don't have a barack obama approved podcast but Barack Obama once followed what's, me on the Twitter mine? that I used to have. He still follows me.
1: That That's the reason why this is Barack Obama approved.
0: I almost didn't cancel my Twitter account just because I wanted to keep that follow.
1: <laughs> There's still time to log back in. I don't know. You don't have to use it.
0: Do I support Elon Musk? I, I mean that. Or that do I support the, we, past we, POTUS Barack Obama? We, we could just... <laughs>
1: I mean, we could just jump into it. So once the lawn took over, you were like, "I'm done." After being on Twitter since 2008, we started like same month, right? August 2008. Yeah.
0: You ever look at the statistics for how many tweets you have?
1: You know, I deleted like half of my tweets. So last year, I cleaned out all that dumb shit I used to
0: say. Pursuing a career in politics?
1: No, (laughs) I just used to say whatever came in my mind, and some of it was not appropriate. I
0: spoke a little bit too wild on Twitter. And then I started meeting some people on Twitter in real life, and I'm like, I gotta tell this back. Do you a
1: remember bit. the Sasha Gray argument we had on Twitter?
0: <laughs> yes, I do. Your
1: half still existed. <laughs> Mine didn't, but your half still did. Also, Sasha Gray, I know you're watching this, and I'm a big fan of your stream, and still a big fan of you, and I'm glad that you're living well. Thanks for
0: everything. <laughs> this episode is also brought to you by OnlyFans <laughs>
1: <laughs> OnlyFans.com slash hip hop manifesto. The first, uh, right now, you can get in for free. We got all kinds of great content on there, man. We got Solo, we got GG, we got BG, we got all
0: that you're stuff. You were just talking about how you do anything on the internet.
2: I will do and promoted your OnlyFans.
1: OnlyFans. <laughs> um, also, if you're watching this on YouTube right now, mm. if you want to take a second and subscribe to the channel hyphen universe, leave a comment, t- talk about how how good my man's well is on his shirt right here, his vineyard vine it's shirt. How good his hair looks. Oh uh, what, what what is this thing on your neck, sir?
0: This is a punamu. Okay. So this is a it's a stone that only exists in southern island of New Zealand. Okay. And it's uh it's a tonga or a treasure to the uh the indigenous people there, the Māori. And so this was a gift actually to me from. Uh, one of my co workers, uh, the chief body health
2: advisor that I work with. So,
0: nice. Bit of an honor to be able to wear it. It's one of those things that, like, you can't buy yourself. It's going to be gifted to you.
1: Yeah, I remember you telling me that.
0: And it was, oh man, it was really moving.
1: It sounded moving. So, so y'all got to understand, all of our conversations since he left in November 2019, other than one phone call, which came across as spam on my phone. And he was <laughs> like, it's me, pick up. And I was like, oh, okay. Have <laughs> been through this app called Marco Polo, which is. Desperate to find a way to charge us to use this app because <laughs> he discovered it, it's like you can do all this stuff, you can listen to Tom Speed and you can react with these different emojis. And blah blah, there's only a couple things you couldn't do. And then, like, three months later, they're like these people in West Virginia and New Zealand really like this app,
0: <laughs> we should start charging. They so, took all that back,
1: they took all that back. They gave me like seven free days, uh,
0: recently. Oh, yeah, I sent that to you. Yeah. Uh, dude. Yeah, like, so you, like sent,
1: you sent that to me, okay, said like
0: Gmail ed. had to be like invite only,
1: oh my God, somebody tried to tell me um at my job not that long ago, they were like, yeah, I had Gmail back in like two thousand two three I'm like <laughs> I wanted to be like, no, no, nah. Gmail wasn't until like oh five at the earliest never and we and we were we were like real early because you got it, and then you sent it to me, and like every time you open a gmail account you could you could like send out ten ten invites and they would give you like a couple more every year. Yeah. And, and it was smart on Google's part, honestly. Yeah. Because I mean, who knew it'd be? I mean, but that was like that know.
0: viral exclusive thing that was kind of ahead of its time. Yeah. But I remember, I'm like, I'm just going to invite myself and <laughs> like 15 <laughs> accounts around that time, just in case somebody somebody
1: <laughs> told me how many email accounts they have the other day. I was like, oh, I also got like 15. I'm Like, why do you have 15? I'm like, well, I've opened up one for a bunch of podcasts, and then like, there's a hyphen universe at Gmail. There's a hyphen podcast group at Gmail. There's uh, you can always email me there, uh, be hyphen at gmail.com. Obviously that's the the one. And then I have my professional one, Kellen Conley at gmail.com. And hip hop manifesto at gmail.com might still work. Okay. <laughs> There's just, or a, HHM podcast was what it was at one point, but in order to get uh, the hip hop manifesto, orange uh Apple podcast and stuff. Now I think there is a hip hop manifesto at gmail.com. So I just have all these different ones that are normally pod related that I could go into. And they're, they're just chilling. There's, oh, man.
0: Too bad you can't get, like, one really solid top-level domain, like, hyphen.com. And then just everything is just I beforehand. had the
1: hyphen.com, but now it's going to cost me, like, $2,100 if I want to get it back. That's Who how you about it? that? No. Well, what happened was I tried to move from WordPress to Medium before mm-hmm. Medium started charging for hosting. It used to be free. And I did it, and I hadn't heard anything about it. Was taking, they're like, it takes a few days, and you'll be up and running. And nothing was happening. So I emailed them. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, we're just having some technical difficulties, but we'll let you know and get it up and running. Like, a month goes by. I, and I'm like, still nothing. And all of a sudden, they're like, yeah, we're charging, like, $70 now. And, like, and I was, like, one of the probably the last people to apply before they weren't supposed to be charging, but they just put me on hold until they could want to charge me. Wow. So in that time frame... I had accidentally let my domain expire thinking gotcha. I'd be able to get com back easily. And it's under like nice domains, whatever. If you okay. if you type me dot com, it'll come up. Huge domain. It comes up. It's like if you want this back, it's $2,200.
0: That's some mafia level extortion. And they renew right.
1: it every single year. Like there was like two years ago, I wow. thought that it was going to expire. And I kept waiting for it to expire mm-hmm. to get it back. And it, it, they just renew it. And so that's the only way I can get back hyphen dot com, And so that's why I have hyphen universe.
0: Okay. Man, that's like uh, there was the San Diego Padres had a Twitter account. Mm-hmm. And for Mother's Day, they made it the, the Madres instead of the Padres account. And as soon as they changed it, they didn't think Somebody they'd like, keep it. it. Somebody snatched it.
1: You what? remember you did that to me?
0: I did do that to you. I forgot I did that. <laughs> because thing. I became
1: the B hyphen on Twitter. Yeah. And then you stole B hyphen from me. Yeah. And you were tweeting at me, and I was like freaking out. I was like, <laughs> it's like, yo, somebody stole my name, and they're talking to me. Blah, blah, blah. And you're like, it's
2: me. I just don't want you to lose your name. And I was like, yeah, I'm going back.
1: <laughs> I don't want this to ever happen again. So there are some. I was some, like, let this be a lesson to there's, you. There's like. Ten D B hyphen tweets out there from twitter.com slash db hyphen. That
0: were done by some mysterious person. No,
1: no that was me. <laughs> oh, Before I went, oh, okay. yeah.
0: oh you mean the B hyphen, yeah. They'll yeah. hyphen. So
1: <laughs> that still exists. Um and then I got my name back from you. Because I kept trying to change my name back and it wouldn't let me. Uh-huh. It's like someone has it. I'm like, no,
0: that's my name. I bet someone's already taken my, my chivalry handle on Twitter.
1: Uh no. No one's really? taken it.
0: no. it's so weird because I would get so many tweets over the years. Or, like, mentions for people that were either talking about Chivalry, the video game, mm-hmm. which is, in my opinion, is a shit video game, uh, a and, or this Malaysian metal band, I think it was, that was right. Chivalry, and it would be, like, lots and lots of stuff in a language I couldn't understand at Chivalry. I'm like, why do these Malaysian people keep talking to me? <laughs> I know I'm not hot in the streets in Malaysia. Yeah. <laughs> Um,
1: your original handle on Twitter though was, it was like CH1V4LRY, uh, yeah, yeah. is that what you did?
0: Yeah, because it was, uh, what I used on Steam, mm. and so I was just, I didn't really think that like your, your handle was going to be a thing right. back then, and then you kept telling me like, you're going to want to change that.
1: <laughs> I did, I was like, I was like, why are you, just change it, just make it shimmer.
0: I missed my Twitter account. <sighs>
1: Well, here here's the thing. It, it got real dark, real dark. Like a week or so after, like we, everybody had came to the Twitter funeral. Like it was a Wednesday night. <laughs> I mean, everybody. Yo, know, it was crazy. Everybody's like, "Yo, this is the last tweet ever tweet." Because that's when people were like walking out, and like Elon had locked. Like, you're either in or you're out. And then yeah. he's trying to call back people who walked out. Like, "Hey, we're locked out of this stuff. I need you to come back because we we don't know." And we were literally like, people were tweeting like from major accounts that. Uh, at this rate, uh, without these engineers here, the servers are going to go down probably sometime early tomorrow morning and all that stuff. Like, we Whoa. literally thought we were going to lose Twitter. Like, I didn't real realize it real. got that real. Yeah. Like, me and Mark Rob, Robb, like, uh, we, we were on there talking about stuff. And did, did you know, do you remember when they did stories on Twitter? Yep. Fleets. Yep. Did you know there was a thing called Fleetnik on Twitter? Nope. The last night before they took away fleets off a t- off Twitter, Black Twitter went crazy, and it was nothing but TNA everywhere.
0: It was like Freaknik.
1: Yes, but Fle- <laughs> Fleet Nick Mark Rob attended. I had no idea. <laughs> and there was there was literally, Did you not get
0: to invite the invite to Black Twitter? I was I was <laughs> sleeping. Party.
1: I my Twitter usage had just gotten so. Went so had gotten so low that I just wasn't on Twitter like that, really, okay. like tweeting. So if I would, I'd go in there like normally in the mornings and look at some stuff, retweet a couple things, might hit it a couple times throughout the day, be in our group chat or whatever. But I wasn't on Twitter like that. So Mark Rob brings us up like later. He's like, he's like, hey man, did you check out Fleet Nick? I'm like, what was Fleet He's like, oh, they took fleets away, so everybody was going crazy. It was, he was like, it was everywhere. I was like, it was, it was like it was
0: everywhere. Oh, this is what I loved about being in New Zealand. Is being 18 hours ahead. You're only getting Twitter after dark. <laughs> 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 you remember how HBO and Showtime used to be? Like sometime when they're like, the kids are in bed. Now it's softcore porn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's, it was mm-hmm. hilarious. But, because they, you know, used to have these crazy shows. Uh, I can't remember what they were called, but I just remember seeing them on TV. And like, what
1: the hell is this? Emmanuel in space?
0: No, no, no. Uh, Oh, Are you mean taxi remember. cab confessions? Yeah, like and stuff taxi like that? cab okay. confessions, okay. stuff like that. Like just weird shows about fetishes. Mm. That's how Twitter is. Real sex. Yeah, real sex. That's yes. it. Yes. So, like, Twitter in the U.S., like, once the I East Coast. I guess it's Coast, one of
1: those shows, guys. <laughs> There's no. <laughs> this is, my, this
0: is my best We're just talking history. This is a thing that happened. <laughs> this is history. Uh, it would happen. But, like, when the East Coast, like, when it starts to get late, things get a little bit crazier on Twitter. And then like slowly the West Coast, like it gets late there, but then it's really late on the East Coast, and things starts getting wilder and wilder.
1: Yeah. And it even happen.
0: We call that the morning time in New Zealand. We're just sitting there, and we wake up to that.
1: Bro, I, I I hit the Big 12 trending topic the other day, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, what's Cause going on Big 12? Because you were one of
0: 12 people on Twitter.
1: Yes, yeah, that's right. <laughs>
0: just want to see what's happening
1: in Big 12. I was like, oh, okay. team leave or something like that? And, bro, this cat, the, the literal of the tweet said, I was like, uh, my friend walked in and his roommate stroking his Big 12 and he didn't stop. And all you see is this. And I was like, oh. Wow, wow. <laughs> and then I, tell, I told George and, and Mark Rob, I'm like, yo, I, I tapped Big 12. And this. And Mark Rob's like, I don't see it. And he's like, I scroll down, I see it now. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yo, I don't know what's happening.
0: The last time that happened to me when I was like, Why is Nintendo Switch and and Gene Ico like (laughs) twin? Like it's trending. Oh, God. I was like, what's she doing with Nintendo Switch? (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) You shouldn't Google that. It was just a thing that happened.
1: It was a thing that happened. It's always a thing that
0: happened. So, yeah, three and a half years since I saw you last. Is Mm -hmm. that right? Since November November 2019. 2019. Because you to...
1: literally went to the airport like the next day or so, I think.
0: Yeah, it was uh something like the sixteenth or something. Yeah, because
1: we we last place we went to was Brew Pub, I believe. And then we back when up. they used to let
0: me in the bars.
1: Let me tell you <laughs> something.
0: <laughs> let me tell you crap.
1: something. I was, I, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> so look, so look, we go to the new apothecary. There's a nice new apothecary ale house here in Morgantown. Used to be on Chestnut, now they're on the corner of Spruce and Pleasant Street. So we go to Apothecary Ale House, excited to take my dude there. He's always loved Apothecary. And I've been there, and there once before with with Angel and Anthony and our friend Maggie. Went in there and everything like that. No problems, no bouncers, no nothing. No no door check. Walk in, and, and my man's sitting there, and, sitting there and he's, he's at, reading his little book, and he's like, I got CID. I'm like, all right, whatever. There's a lot of college kids. um, So understandably so, Friday night. Um, January there's going Yeah, you, know, you got to check an ID. Give my ID. Oh okay you're good. And then Matt pulls out his international ID and he goes we can't take this. I can't let you in. And I'm, and Matt's like well I got my my international driver's license or my New Zealand driver's license. He's like do he's like, you have your passport? And Matt's like no it's at the back of the house. Like I'm, And he's like well I can't let you in because if ABC comes in here and they're going to find me a thousand dollars and you're going to find Find the bartenders, every one of them. That. If we even serve you, you're gonna get fined, and it's gonna be a big old mess. So I, I literally look at my man, and I, I try. I don't do this. I don't. I said. So you don't just get. You really don't give a shit, do you? <laughs> and he's like, it's not that I don't care. I just don't get fined. And I was like, I was like, he's literally here for two more days from New Zealand. He's been gone for three and a half. He's like, I understand. I can't let you. I was like, and I almost was like, what if he doesn't even drink? What if he just wants to come in and look around? What if he wants to use your pisser? And I was like, all right, fine, let's go. So hit a bar down the street. And they said the same thing. That they checked the door, the guy that did checking IDs and stuff. He said, we're not supposed to let you in a passport or everything like that. But he's like, it should be okay. So you can come on in. So we, we had a few drinks there. Then we went to one, two, three. No problem again at the door like the least problem in one two three he didn't say it he's like he's like let me see your uh your new zealand he's like oh yeah pitchers match come on <laughs> he's like 30 bucks because it was uh we were with our friend steve so it was like 30 bucks and they let us in and we had the most fun there but apothecary House, what the hell like he this man is not going to get you in trouble with abc and, and I understand it's like, we, we have the And I even said, I was like, is there somebody I can talk to? Like, Because I was like, let me talk to somebody who who, ma- who matters in this case. And I really hate to minimize somebody like that because I'm not that guy. But in this case, my best friend's in from New Zealand. You're telling me he can't come in and have some of your finely crafted beers because you want to be like, I don't get fined by ABC. Because they already have way too many people in there. But you're more concerned about some college students sneaking in there and then they look at his stuff, and they're like, like, oh, you weren't supposed to serve him. Oh, my God. Yeah. And meanwhile, little Miss Susie back here is slinking out, uh, who's had six beers, and she's uh, working her fake. So,
0: I just remember walking on the street and being like, yo, I had an easier time getting alcohol when I was underage. <laughs> mm. Which, you know, I, did, I get that I just didn't ever really think about that. Like, when you come back to your home country, you think, I'm a citizen. Like, what else do I really need to get around?
1: Yeah, he's like, I'm a citizen. He literally said, I'm a citizen of the United States.
0: But then I went to go went to go buy these shock tops, and uh, even then I took my passport this time, and they almost still didn't let me buy it. It's hard out here in these streets.
1: I think it's I think it's a West Virginia thing, to be honest. It man. must be.
0: I was I was really surprised by like, that. Like,
1: did you try to buy alcohol like up in Pittsburgh or New York, anything like that? Like even a, a drink somewhere
0: in restaurants, but yeah, no place I uh, carted. Right. I wasn't really going in nightclubs like that. <laughs> no, <I> mean, <laughs>
1: we weren't either. We were just trying to hit some local local bars for real. Like and then I was like, Hey there's there's live music, one, two, three, and they look interesting. And then if we got the door it was like, <laughs> like yeah, we ain't going in there. It, it was a nice it was a nice group, man. Yeah, I had to see good. my man pig and bartenders were fun. Uh watched a little Bohemian Rhapsody and and yeah, you know, good time had all.
0: In like an hour and a half of this dude with like a <laughs> A woman from like the bow of a ship.
1: <laughs> Big Dick Mary.
0: <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> so the bar had this, this. I don't know if it was really from a ship, but it was just like a a woman that you would see at like it was an recruitment. Accru- the-
1: is that what they call it? Recruitment. Like C A C R O U. That's at, like the the front
0: of the ship. Like, yeah. It, is that the prowl? I don't know. <laughs>
1: I don't know. if It's at the front of the, or the ship.
0: So she's just sitting up there, right?
1: The part that Rose was, uh, that Jack was holding Rose over.
0: Yeah. He, never he was buying one for a different bar, and apparently was in this bar he for several hours. He bought the old apothecary. Hours. Yeah, yeah,
1: and yeah, and apparently he's decorating it. We but... should
0: have been talking to him about IDs. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: know, right? But yeah, he literally was at the bar with this this wooden lady.
0: But instead,
1: since six p.m., we got there at ten,
0: maybe eleven. Yeah. Instead, was making this wooden woman talk.
1: And it was hilarious.
0: Yes, over and over again to everybody. <laughs> it was it was pretty rowdy for a long time. <laughs> he he talked about living the bit. And I thought that the uh, the bartender was about to like pour shots like 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 off of the the woman itself. Yeah, like, he was what going to use he he
1: he her boobs as a luge, man. I was like, I don't know if you want to drink all that. It was He's very going, her boobs are going <laughs> I'm like where'd the liquor go? Big Dick Mary took it. It belongs to her now.
0: That was the craziest thing. It was fun.
2: A lot of fun.
0: So. So, yeah, four, almost four years ago. Yeah. Moved away. And the, with the time zone difference, man, Marco Polo is the only thing that really was able to, to work.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's funny because I would be forgetting. So I'll, I'll be middle of the day. I'll say I'll do some videos. I'll reply to some of his like on the way home and stuff. And then, especially when I'm doing laundry, that's when I, that's when I'm a Monaco, Marco Polo monster. I'll be over there, yeah. and I'll be talking to him and Ed, just and doing laundry. Doing so laundry. much, just
0: folding, putting the basket, yeah. talking to me, mm-hmm,
1: putting stuff <laughs> on the drying rack, and then um, and I just, and then I'll be forgetting because I'm waiting for a response. I'm like, oh yeah, it's tomorrow, and it's 16 hours ahead. So, and I don't pull out my world clock then the look. I'm like, he'll get back to me. And I wake up in the morning, it's like five polos the <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, "I'm sorry," says Polo. I'm like, "I don't care. I don't care what you say on and the." And I'm walking
0: around to my house with my phone. No, this is this is the worst <laughs> thing he does to me.
1: He'll go outside, and New Zealand is the windiest fucking place on the planet, yo. Because yeah. he he'll be walking around, I'll be like, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and Lisa, <laughs> Bella, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> and, I, and I'm like. Bro, it looks beautiful over there. You <laughs> don't even know what
0: When we get the time, really the most time that I get to be able to talk to anybody for just a candid conversation is usually when I'm walking from the train either to work on my lunch break or when I'm walking back to the train
2: again. Mm-hmm.
0: I would talk to you from my car, but I've already gotten a ticket for doing that once. I'm not doing it again. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I'm always in the cup holder now, so I, I get this nice view, like right here. Yeah, yep. he's like, I'm driving. Like I, I can see, I can see out through Tesla ceiling, buddy. I, I can see the sky. <laughs> I, I know you're not in Lisa's car. I'm driving. Listen, he was playing Jay Z one time. He's playing with some Jay Z track. I was like, you know, that's mad distracting me, right? That's a good one. Like I can't. Yeah, I like, you're over here talking. I'm like blah, blah,
0: blah. another time you're like. That's my song. That's my song. You're listening to it. it's yeah. right there.
1: Yeah, he's listening to uh, 88 tape deck. I'm like, hey, you're listening <laughs> to my song. That's what uh, I appreciate.
0: That. No, you always know when I'm driving my wife's car because it's like, please observe all, all traffic, traffic regulations.
1: <laughs> I'm like, damn, like it feels like Lisa had it installed. She's like, she's like, I want this to talk to you every change. We never turned
0: it off because I was so scared of getting a ticket, and I thought that if I got a ticket, that I wouldn't be able to get residency. And so I was driving around like a ninety-year-old woman.
3: <laughs>
1: uh, so you're here for three weeks? Is that how two long? Weeks. You, two weeks. So it's Probably. only two weeks.
0: Yeah, it's not not long enough.
1: I was just thinking last night, like after you left, and I went to Sheets and got some hot dogs and stuff, and I was just like, man, like I had so much fun getting to see him, and everything like that, and like. Here in a few days, he'll be back across the world at his house, and I'll be here. And I'm like, "Damn, I can't believe it went so fast." And like, I, I feel like if it's fast for me, then it's it's gotta be fast for y'all in a way, because yeah. I know right now, like, you're still in the middle of it. But like, here soon, you'll be back at the house, and like, I gotta mow my grass and shit. And I was just with them, and now I'm back here.
0: It's not long enough, uh, but I didn't really know what to expect coming back, mm-hmm. like. We intended, like, when we left, that we were going to come back. Like, get out of
1: here, expat! <laughs> <laughs> we don't want your con here.
0: But, you know, like, we left November 2019. And then, so, like, you get the holidays, and then all of a sudden it was COVID, and we've been locked down there forever. Yeah. And, like, man, the borders just reopened, like, back in June or something. And so, I mean, tons of Americans are, are coming back. A lot of them are just straight up moving back. Um, so, it's an interesting time, like, over there. But I didn't really know what to expect. And there's been so many little things that have been weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I left, and one of the things I was looking forward to was, a, like, a change in perspective. Uh, like, I just knew, like, there's a whole different world out there that operated differently. But what I never expected was coming back and how weird that would be. Like, we went to, like, a Penguins game. And we did the National Anthem. I was like, oh, shit, I haven't done the National Anthem forever. I'm like, <laughs>
1: I'm,
0: like looking around, like forget, to I have to
1: put my is hand it, on my heart? My le- is it my left hand? I always do the basketball player stands. I put my hands behind my back and, lot, and like kind of bounce a little bit. Like, I'm like, and that's what I always do. And, I, and We'll be out in public and style like, I should just sit. <laughs> the angel would be mortified. Not that the angel won't support that, but she'd be like, like why the hell are you choose to sit right here? Like,
0: <laughs> I remember okay, I at said. my master's graduation, I thought about kneeling I was like, it would have fucking killed me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like, two guys that were sitting right next to me. They were in like the National Guard. Mm. And they were super conservative, right? And I was like, man, yeah, every time all I think people... about like at
1: Black Bears games, I'm like, I ain't gonna stand up for this. I ain't gonna do it. And then Leanne's gonna come over and be like, like, why did you do that? I gotta <laughs> answer questions about this about the black guy who was sitting. <laughs> and I'll be, they'll be like, does Cortez stand for the national anthem? She probably be like, yes. I'm like, okay, that's fair. <laughs> If Cortez does it, Did not need to <laughs> do it. Because Cortez don't do anything Cortez don't want to <laughs> do. Shout out to the homie, man.
0: But it, it was just, everything was different. And that was so bizarre. Because I thought, okay, I'm going to go home. I'm going to eat a bunch of food. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you I'm going to see a bunch of people. But what I learned is that.
1: I got to pause real quick. Yeah. Lisa wanted to, his wife Lisa, she wanted two things. Apparently three. She wanted Chick-fil-A. She wanted Olive Garden. And she wanted Cracker Barrel. Oh, things. the
0: Chick-fil-A wasn't too important. It was more like sweet tea. He
1: said chick fil it was important. I'm <laughs> <laughs> go Go ahead. Oh,
0: man, what was I saying? Uh, Just the,
1: the differences about coming back.
0: Yeah, yeah what we learned is that the, the places don't even really matter anymore. Like, Morgantown, yeah. in West Virginia, like, in some ways I feel like I missed everything. In some ways I feel like I didn't miss a damn thing. I kept
1: telling you that. I'm like, you're like, oh, I want to see what's going like. It's still Morgantown. Yeah, it's but like same. three
0: and a half years in anybody's life usually has a lot of growth. Right. It doesn't matter how old you are. But if you're in your like your thirties, like there's probably some serious stuff that happened. Yeah. Not that much has happened. Like besides like a few kids being born, like here and there, some marriages that didn't last. Really, the only thing that's changed is a whole lot of restaurants like kind of came and went. Yes. But what it what really changed was that, like I realized that, like people matter a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. So there's some people that I thought were like my best friends ever when I left, that haven't hit me up once since I left. Or people mm-hmm. that were like, oh, this just isn't convenient anymore. And, like, it, it was just done. Yeah. And then other people that were, like, finding whatever means possible to, like, stay in touch. And I come back and I'm like, man, two weeks is not enough. No. But, like, to spend time, like, genuine time with people. And you're like, shit. But at I the same time. I'm
1: getting two nights right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: At the same time, that you're like, I told
1: Aaliyah, Leah's like, is Matt still supposed to come? Home? Like, unless he says that otherwise. That was the coolest
0: thing home. putting the to bed tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, I mean, you got to be part of the routine. We didn't do the prayers because that's Angel's part. Like, I have them recorded, and we're, we're but they're not updated. So okay. Last year. normally I'll do that, and we'll do our little part. Cause she'll do like a part where we we God bless everybody. Okay. And then the second part is like like a. Uh, uh, look out for these people and this going on in the okay. world and safe trips and stuff like that. Like she got it all down pat, I, and I can't.
0: I that think. rose thorn bud thing that was pretty cool. I've yeah. never heard of that before. Yeah,
1: that was something she came up with um, a couple years ago. Okay. It's called Ro- rose Ro- rose Storm, rose thorn thorn is what it is. And then we've added in good deed here in the last eight months to a year or something like that. So the good de- the rose is something good to happen to you today, and then the um, But it's something you're looking forward to tomorrow. And then the thorn is supposed to be something that you need to work on. It's supposed to be something personal. But usually we cop out and like, oh, I was tired. Like, I I, I got in trouble a lot for saying I was tired. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't say you're tired. So so if we do say it, it's either something serious happened, like me and Angel might have been sniping each other. I'm like, I was like, yeah, I, I shouldn't have said this to mommy or something like that. Or I was re- I was a little rude to Leah early this morning. Um, just little things. And Leo even will sometimes, sometimes admit that she's she's done something and same with angel and then the good deed is obviously something just good that you did so i don't like saying stuff at work because i'll be like uh I picked up a layer for work from gymnastics um but there will be times I'm like i really don't think i did and she's like you did something good at work i'm like i guess i, I did my job and people were yeah. at, and the members i helped were happy you know but yeah uh yeah it's a real nice little way to reflect at the, end of the
0: day. oh i love it yeah I met this you, guy. That you that's can bite
1: that if you want. If y'all are interested, you have, you have to you have to feed that one to the wife and see if she wants to.
0: We'll put like Creative Commons license on
1: <laughs> it. They <laughs> did this thing. She'll be like, she'd be like. <laughs> it's like, she's like, you can do that.
0: You I used to do a thing like do. that at work where we, I can't remember the three things. One was like, what have you done for yourself? What have you done for others? Mm-hmm. And I, I forget what the third one was, but yeah. it was it was tough. Especially when it you was. talk about that at work, because some days you just worked, yeah, and then you realize how many days it's been since you couldn't answer that, and then it kind of makes you really feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So we we stopped asking <laughs> that at work, but we started prioritizing like actually taking care of ourselves. Yeah, but that's cool. I really like that you do that.
1: Yeah, we, I I love it. Um, nor, normally Angel goes first, and I'm second. and Aaliyah go last. Um, so. It was, it was perfect time you're like i'm pulling up in 10 and leah was literally brushing her teeth we hey hey eric when you're listening to this we started watching spirited away yes i know you've been telling me about this for years and we're about an hour in and both of us were like locked into it because she's like i don't want to watch anime and that's not my fault by the way i've never said anything bad about anime she's like i don't want to watch anime, i don't like anime it's like you don't you've never watched anime like other than me trying to turn it on dragon ball z like once or twice <laughs> I was like, I was like, if you don't, we'll just turn this on. You ain't into it, we'll turn it off. But we were both hooked into it. So I, tomorrow, I know we're definitely finished.
0: So if you're listening to this and there's something you really want Kellen to watch, I decided to take a new strategy and just mail him a DVD. As oh, that-
1: <laughs> <clears throat> on that hard drive right there is the first three or four seasons of Game of Thrones. And Eric gave that to me in 2012, and I still haven't
0: watched it. Yeah, but when you mail somebody a physical disc, in a he box came to from my Amazon, house and put
1: this on my hard but
0: drive. But Amazon, it tricks you. You're like, oh, shit. Did I order something? Is this something I'm looking forward to?
1: I wasn't trying to not watch everything. Then you the open world. it and you're like,
0: then it's sitting there. and You got to put it away. And it's just, it's like, you're going to watch me tonight, aren't you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like to watch. <laughs> I like the watch so
0: what I'm referring to is I was watching everything everywhere all at once it was a crazy movie I still can't tell if I liked it or if I hated it but when I was watching I was like this is going to be Kellan's favorite movie ever
1: I, I said on the pod uh, that it's supposed to come out tomorrow <laughs> it's coming it's it's literally sitting on a hard drive I just got to edit it and put it out for y'all um, I, I said it's probably one of my top 10 films I'm to watch my life like it was like, I knew it. I knew it I knew when it was I was the, watching it. it was I like, knew this it is... from the time <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis stood up to go talk to Wayman and Ele, 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 Elephant, Wayman and Ele, Wayman and Evelyn at the um, elevator doors when yeah. she got up from the desk. I had messaged the group and I was like, "I'm in love with Jamie Lee Curtis's character in this movie already." Wow. And I knew
0: her character, all characters.
1: It, it was just it was just completely different for her, like to True. to be a, a middle aged karen yeah and, and and then of course with everything else that she, her character does in the movie it's like i wasn't expecting it and it's not like they're saying this is jamie lee curtis's movie i didn't know jamie lee curtis is in there I, I just thought i definitely knew michelle Yeoh. i didn't Yeo even know there.
0: that that was her halfway through the film I was like, <laughs> she looks really oh, familiar
1: i've loved jamie lee curtis's true lies i know that <laughs> face anywhere bro anywhere
0: I like all the memes I saw about like Michelle Yeoh winning uh, whatever the uh, the Golden award Love. was. Yeah, the mm-hmm. Golden Globe. It was like she played an Asian mom that apologized. <laughs> 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 this <what> is <I'm laughs> like the greatest acting job of all time. <laughs> oh
1: shit, that's so true.
0: But it, it was it was really well made. Um, it was artistic. Some of the my tastes have gotten a lot lower brow, but some of the absurd things were just so. WTF! <laughs> you're watching it, uh, like the hot dog fingers. The
1: hot dog fingers <laughs> is hilarious. It's was like,
0: "What happened?" But at same, you know, a lot of movies are kind of getting quirkier now. Like, uh, like in the Spider Verse when they had uh Peter Porker, oh, <laughs> John yeah. Sp- John Spir- Mulaney. <laughs> yes, John Mulaney. <laughs> and then you're like, well, "This is absurd," but it's hilarious. Uh,
1: Sp- uh, Spider- uh across the Spider Verse comes out on June the second. Okay, how okay. exciting! I know you are. It, I have a countdown. On my phone. <laughs> that's awesome. It's like 130 some days now, I think something low like that. Oh, I got a text. message. Who's that? well, that's a uh, shout out to the rock. They're talking. Uh, so anyway,
0: anytime now, 132. If there's something I really want you to see. I'm just going to mail it to you. Uh-huh. Just going to make that. Happen. As long as you got that digital code, baby. It's like speaking into existence. <laughs> well, I mean,
1: I wanted to watch it now. I was like, Oh, shit, send it to me. I definitely got to watch it now.
0: So yeah, so you moved and you learn a lot about people, and then when you come back, it's it's really tough because it's like, okay, what do you do with that tiny bit of time that you have, and then you want to like squeeze every ounce of it. Yeah. And you're like, I felt bad later, didn't want to
1: come over, and then she later, she's like, oh, my stomach hurt. I'm like, when you say your stomach hurt, then she's like, before she's like, I want to stay here. I'm like, I'm like, okay, she's like, oh, my stomach hurt a little bit. Well, you know, Probably lots of people are like, oh, you're in
0: town. It? Like, we should hang out. I'm like, yeah, but you would say that even if, like, you've been saying that for the past couple of years. Yes. So, it's it's nice to, like, make things happen. Mm-hmm. Hard to be spontaneous, but it's really it's really upsetting when you're like, man, I really love these people. Like, love them a whole lot. And then you start to feel guilty that you blasted yourself to the other end of the world. And then you see all the things that you moved away from and you're like, but I don't think I could ever live here. It's that yeah. you can never go home away or or again
2: thing yeah never go home again yeah
0: it's like that there's this poem that i look at all the time where it's like you're you're too foreign for where you're at but you're you're too foreign like at home you're just kind of forever stuck Mm -hmm. it's like that and you're like man i don't i've moved away from west virginia three times i don't think i could ever move back to west virginia again i hope not (laughs) i mean I, i love it so much I don't think I you don't could think come could back to Morgantown.
1: Anymore. I don't think. If you came back to West Virginia, it couldn't be Morgantown. It definitely wouldn't be Caden Bridge. It, so, There's so, no other
0: place in West Virginia. The only other I place I could I think of would
1: to. be Charleston, possibly.
0: And I hate Charleston. I mean, I love Charleston for everyone that lives there, but like, I only see the worst parts of Charleston when I go. Because I'm, yeah. I'm going and I'm like visiting my mother-in-law. you just mm. like,
1: damn. Damn, do I need to edit that out? No, 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 no. But no, no, (laughs) no, I'm saying
0: it's different. I'm not going there. But like, I like being an outsider going into Charleston because you're like, I'm going to hit up Taylor Books. Yes. I'm going to go to the Krispy Kreme when the light is on. (laughs) That's what I'm going to (laughs) do. Like, I get excited about those things. But if I was living there, I'd be like, I've ate 200 Krispy Kreme donuts to fulfill the emptiness of living here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in this place where I got a shelter in place from the chemical companies that sometimes have a leak mm-hmm.
1: Bax. I just I couldn't do Bax. it like
0: I would just I would feel uncomfortable doing it but I don't you get to this point
1: I don't think I could live anywhere else in West Virginia okay that's not <sighs> true I I couldn't live anywhere city wise other than Morgantown but if it came down to it and there was a nice plot of land somewhere close to a major city like Cape Ridge <laughs> major a, city. It had a major, that, the booming metropolis. A, a decent city, oh, sure. <laughs> a decent city the size of Winchester. And it was like twenty minutes away, and it had a nice house on it. And I could just go there and, and live my life in, in quiet and be be able to walk outside and enjoy the, the the country air like I used to. I would do that. I would never be able to convince Angel to do that. But that's the only other thing. I, other of a situation I want to move to was Jimmy.
0: So you got on like an Anthony Bourdain kick, like not that long ago. and yeah, still in it. <laughs> if you, I know you didn't really watch like No Reservations, uh, the layover, and Parts Unknown. I watched like I did. as much
1: layover as I could recently that was available in Pluto. Um, and then Parts Unknown, I definitely watched the Western Union episode. Episode, and then there was other episodes I would catch, same when there was no reservations or stuff. I, I know
0: some do. people in that West Virginia episode. Do you? Yeah. They were uh, uh, patients of my wives that my wife that we would meet <laughs> at the library all the time. And they would just happen to be there. And I was like, why can't that happen to me? <laughs> right.
1: great right Everybody, um, when he was in West Virginia, he started tweeting about West Virginia. We were all at the Mountaineer tailgate, and we're trying to get them to come to the game. And he told somebody he was going to come to the game, but he was doing the game. He was all in southern West Virginia, so there was no way.
0: Well if you watch uh those episodes, there's like this theme that happens where, you know, he's seen every or he saw every place. All,
2: been through it all. <coughs> Shout out to Prodigy.
0: We do Quiet Storm. Um he's he saw every place on the on the earth,
2: really. Literally.
0: And you could see that he was just trying to find a place where like he could really fit in and you know like like tony was like a new yorker like well that that's but, what it
1: was i mean go ahead and sit, finish your thought i'll come back to my thought okay. i don't want to interrupt you
0: he's so. a new yorker like through mm-hmm. and through yes. but he was always trying to find a place like where he could settle like his like utopia place and i remember right. i think it was uh like indonesia he's like oh this is really nice he's like i could really live here and you see this like kind of happen and happen but you also realize that there's just no place where he could be happy and, you know, that's sad, especially knowing, like, what happens to him. But, like, I kind of feel like that. Like, the more I travel, like, it kind of is a little bit depressing. Like, you see, like, the best of things. Like, if you go up to Cape Cod and you're eating, like, clam chowder, it's going to ruin. Gotta,
1: I need to have a lobster roll,
0: bro. I'm just telling you, it's going to ruin that for the rest of your life. You will never have, it. in the whole life, you'll be the insufferable person that's like, well, this is never as good as what it was in Cape well, Cod. Well, <laughs> you
1: can't come in here because ABC might show up and they're going to charge <laughs> us a thousand Maybe that's that each. guy's
0: problem. But like the more you do that, then you're like, man, now I can't eat clam chowder anymore unless I go all the way up to Massachusetts. I'm not going right. to do that. Right. But you do that across everything, like go into the grocery store, get your hair cut, and then you realize that the, the best are in like 100 different places and that there's no place that you need to be. And suddenly you're like, well, no place is that great anymore. It kind mm-hmm. of diminishes the value of some of the places. Yeah. It's really, really weird. And uh, I think I'm, I'm suffering from a bit of that.
1: I, I can understand that. Um, but, also, to, to speak to that, and then, I, uh, let's see if I'll get back to my board day point. This episode's just rolling. We're we're just going everywhere. I'm, I'm, there's no format. He's like, what do you want to talk about? I was just like, just turn, turn the fucking mic on. Shout out to Fat Joe. Um, we'll
0: do it live.
1: <laughs> we'll do it live. Fuck it. So, to speak to that, in my opinion, when you say that you, it's hard for you to kind of feel like you belong anywhere, like, <clears throat> your whole life you i mean you brought a more and then obviously came bridge and then you went to pittsburgh and then you'll stop in kaiser pittsburgh came back down to morgantown and like your your whole life up to that point was you you growing into an adult obviously and then you met lisa and then you guys <clears throat> obviously got married and you're trying to plan your future and where you're gonna go from there and then you thought your future was wisconsin you went to Wisconsin, yeah. And two years, three years.
0: Two thousand, yeah, three years.
1: It was three years. 2011, 2014 Because right, you came back right before Bella was born, right? Yeah, like six months. Before. Um, so you went to you thought Wisconsin was going to be it. Y'all realized Wisconsin wasn't it. You were like, all right, we're let's go back to Morgantown. You came back to Morgantown. You had Bella. You had Sid, but at the same time, things started getting worse in the area. In, in addition to donald be in an office and everything happening nationally and then lisa got this opportunity to go uh, to new zealand which who knew that you were going to get this offer when y'all got you guys literally talk about new zealand like since y'all met like oh i like to go to new zealand so, like, and it was it was just like a random thing like mm-hmm. I, I knew it that you guys had discussed it but it was like like i not moving to new zealand but i mean he told me that they would like to move to new zealand or brosley go to new zealand and all of a sudden you hit me you're like hey we're moving to new zealand i'm like I wasn't shocked <laughs> that when you said New Zealand, I wasn't shocked by that. I was like, I was like, "What? You're you're really moving out of the country?" But yeah, we're moving out of the country. So you have moved to another country and you set up home there. But then the pandemic hit, and all of a sudden, like this new experience you guys are having was horribly downgraded by like forty million percent on top of everything. So you guys only knew COVID life like the fir- the first three years you've been there really and they just recently what eight eight to 12 months really started lifting the restrictions and stuff and getting more like us mm. where everything's just kind of open it's like you get COVID you know stay away mask up five days all this stuff now so now the home that you went to to make your own you're still making it your own and it's still possible for you guys to eventually be at the point where it's like I mean you're there Obviously, you don't want to come back um, as, as far as you know but you don't know what opportunities might be down the line but that's the reason why you feel that way where it's like mm-hmm. you see all these other places and you don't feel like there's home because there's always been something that has prompted you to move or you and Lisa now to move. And then each time you get settled in, there's always something going on drastically. And with Wisconsin, it was like you you got there and then obviously it was just and then she got pregnant and then y'all wanted to be closer to family. So y'all came back, came back and you backtracked mm-hmm. essentially. So I feel like that's why you might feel that way. Not to psychoanalyze you, but I mean that's just that's just my opinion on why why you feel like that. Because I mean I feel like this this is my home. I want a bigger house because I have too much stuff in it. But at the same time, <laughs> I, I do. I just got too, just gotta get you that bar set up and you're good. I just got the bar set up.
0: It'll be like a Drink Champs podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Make some noise. <laughs>
1: um, but I mean, I when I come in the door and get settled in, drop all my stuff, and Angel, the girls are here. I like being able to say the girls. is cute. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, me and the girls. Um, we get all settled in for the night and whatever, even if I got to run out and pick her up and everything. I feel like this place is is home, and Morgantown has been our home for, forever. Like We've never had that outside plan to go anywhere else because Angel found a job here, and then this is where she's always taught, and then I found a job and a career here, and that's what that's what I've been doing. So ours, our seeds have always been more planted in Morgantown, whereas your guys's has just been interrupted by great opportunities that you've you, that you pursued. Is so that's why you? Probably...
0: There's been a lot of things that may move a bunch, but
1: I, I know there is. I'm not going, uh, going to go into everything. No, 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 no. <laughs> but just to be as general as possible without really breaking it down and not being able to put this out.
0: <laughs>
1: like I didn't want to yeah. talk about. No, that.
0: no, no, no. It's uh, a <laughs> so like. New Zealand is a place I'll probably never feel like completely at home. And one of the the interesting things about it there is that what's really important there is like your relation to time and space. What I mean by that is that like when the when Maori introduce themselves, the first things they talk about aren't even about themselves. They're talking about their connections to land, like they're talking about Here's the mountain that my family is connected to. Here's the river. Here's the ocean. Here's the lake. Here is the name of the boat that our our family unit used to like get across the Pacific Ocean to get here. The name of it, and it's like still like connected to it.
1: Everything is built off of the. Of yeah, right. The, this is, what this is about did. you. yes yeah. this is me. This and is then you're, you're
0: talking did. about your all of the family that you can remember. So you know you can call it genealogy. There, it's a, it's a bit more. It's a lot more than that, uh, but it's called Baka Papa, and you you talk about all of that, and then at the very end, it's like, oh yeah, my name's Matt. <laughs> so like, right. in doing that, it was it was really shocking to me because I moved around so much, I don't really have a strong connection to like any particular place. And if you go back even like in the past, like four generations of my family, three of them have moved countries. The same with my wife. Yeah, and you're like, oh man, okay, I, I need something, and you're like, well, I grew up in West Virginia, like went from K to 12 in West Virginia. Then then did my undergrad and my master's degree there. If I have any connection to anywhere, it's here, and you can have that strong connection, but it still doesn't like exactly make you who you are. Yeah, because you can you know you can always go someplace else and get connected to that. And I realized that like. Having that strong connection is only important because of the, the people that are in it. And I know I was saying earlier that like you know, people matter how much, but it's it's weird to acknowledge a place that means so much to you when you're all the way on the other side of the world I mean, like, yeah, yeah, but I'll say it here. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's it's interesting, but you know, you gotta say, like at that time in my life, like that was the, the this is the place like factors outside of my control or even some of the things I could choose, like that happened and it's a part of me, and it'll shape who I'll be for the rest of my life. But, like, moving forward, you're like, but this is what I gotta do.
2: Yeah.
0: And, uh, man, I don't know how, like, other people do it. Like, like, uh, people that are in, like, the NBA, that end up, like, playing in in Europe, and China, and everything else. You know, they have the same thing, man. They're like journeymen careers and stuff. Like, their family are still back there and they're someplace else. Mm-hmm. So like, I know I can't really complain. It's a, it's a place of privilege, but it's, it's interesting the way it makes you change in like how you look at the world. Yeah. Or it could be the shock top talking. It could be the shock top talking. <laughs> well, what were you going to say? I was going to say about,
1: about Anthony Bourdain is like you, you had said he's a New York guy or mm-hmm. like that. And I kind of touched this on like uh when I did that little Bourdain piece in my newsletter. Yeah.
2: Um, which is really well written, by the way.
1: Oh well, thank you, thank you very much. I, I just, I just, I re, I, I reread Kitchen, Kip, kitchen Confidential for the first time, and uh, since I brought it from you, I said that in the, in the piece, and I just felt inspired to talk about him. But the thing with Tony was, Tony had found his home in the kitchen. He was supposed to be a, a line cook and work at Les Halley's. How are the hell you say it? It's lay, how? In the, lay how? Yeah. Lay how? <laughs> That's where he's supposed to work. Like. I mean, that, that was his career. He 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 knew this life, and this is what he was built to do, and he did this for, like, I want to say that he blew up in his 40s, I think, is when he really took off.
2: Maybe, yeah. I no yeah, idea. so
1: even the picture that I put, posted up, he, he's in the kitchen, He's like he's, like, joking and laughing with, like, all of the line cooks and all the people he talks about in the book, like, from different countries, that he's, like, oh, they're, they're, like, you talk about that you can cook some stuff. It's, like, get in line with some Ecuadorians and blah, 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 blah. And then he he's, he... Got this opportunity and skyrocketed and took him all over the world. And he became this world renowned figure and for being himself and stuff. And home never quite looked the same to him because he could never go home again. He could never, could he have been like, you know what, eh, I don't want to do this anymore and go back to being a cook or something? Yeah, he could have done that. But he had lived so much life already in that first life he had that there was no way that he was able to really ever take that step back if he ever wanted to to just. And then he's like, know, i will just go go home and be with my daughter, and you know, just kind of take it easy. Like, it, it, he was addicted to the travel and and to the food, and maybe a little bit to the celebrity of it and everything. Um, and the people he met, like, like everybody, like loved him, loved him, loved him. Loved him you know, and also I thought that was the uh, the the bottle. I was like, damn, bro, <laughs> no, no, um, yeah, like everybody loved him, and, and that's part of the reason why ultimately he probably struggled the way he did in his life went. i mean asia argento didn't help with any of that either i don't know exactly i just read speculation um from what happened between them like leading up to when he, he passed but like he went from this lifestyle where he was around people every day and like he had his trusted line, his uh trusted second like steven and all this stuff and these people he could rely on and like he knew these people and then all of a sudden he like he's the focal point and he had his team of people he was with, but at the same time, like everybody just wanted a piece of the Anthony Bourdain pie. And it probably just got to be too much for him, especially when he knew he couldn't ever go home again like that.
0: There's a lesson that I learned jointly from Anthony Bourdain and from you. And it's really Me? interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you hear that,
1: folks? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I'm the type of person that I'll get really, really caught up in my life. And then I get so busy that I think I don't have time to pursue my passions because. You got to work, you got to take care of the kids, you got to be a husband, you got to do all these things. And if there's not time to do it, I won't make time for it. Like, I just keep thinking I need this big block of time that I can do stuff. And so then things like, you know, podcasts don't happen, songs don't get recorded, all these things happen. Mm-hmm. When you read Kitchen Confidential, you learn that before Anthony Bourdain was like a celebrity, but even after, he would work like... These crazy shifts in the kitchen, right? Six days a week. Yeah, six days a week working. Roll um, out a bit of six. Like,
1: roll out a bit of six. Light a cigarette and start meal prepping in his head before he would even take a piss.
0: Yeah, and then work an insane amount of hours until like you know early in the morning. Yeah, and then go do. On so the, that was so many the bad drugs, <laughs> right? Party like crazy.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: But somehow, despite. 20 hours of the day already elapsing he would write every single day yeah and it was because that was he was outside of travel it was his passion and he he's got he made out. time for that to happen
1: besides though, like
0: no the, matter the, the, the how actual fiction book. yeah no matter how busy he was he was always still writing and you do the same thing right like i was like how do you have time for hobbies like you're you're a dad you're like a boss at work you're a husband and i don't think that you're like letting any of those fail and I'm like I'm afraid to like play a video game. <laughs> I'm like I'm gonna, it, yeah. sometimes I'll I'll be like alright I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it tonight I'm gonna turn on the video game and then it's like updating <laughs> for, like, yeah. two more hours I'm like ah oh, like, and then it goes the whole night right. so like I guess I'll just drink this Roman coke and just uh, make my meal plan right. <laughs> for the next day right.
1: <laughs> yeah. it, it's it's interesting. And uh, shout out to Angel, man, because especially Rasselcast, Rasselcast is normally every other Friday. So she knows 9 o'clock Friday is normally at up. Rasselcast. Up, like, that's going to happen. So I'll come downstairs and she'll take care of everything with Leah. That's not a problem. Um, I, I've i had to kind of, and I haven't taken advantage of it yet, but I keep telling myself, especially like the last six months, it's like, just tell Angel you're going to go downstairs and record the podcast late, right? Because I was just so determined to. I couldn't really do it in the morning because if I did get up at, say, a four, come out of the bathroom at four thirty, get start recording four forty five. I'm concerned that if I get too into it or I'm a little too loud, Leah's right there, and if she, her sound machine's on, but if she hears me, then clearly she's going to um, uh, wake up, and I don't want to wake her up at all. And then at night, I'm always like, like if I wait wait till she goes to sleep. Angel sometimes will pass out like around 9. I'm like, oh, I can totally do this between 9, 30, 10. Sometimes she'll be sitting up and I'll look at her like, oh, it's 11 o'clock. What are you, what are you doing? She's like, And she'll just be scrolling or whatever, watching. Watch, can, does Lisa do this thing where she watches TV and is on her phone at the same time? No, not really. Angel can watch TV and have her phone. And it's, no, it's I do not that too. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it.
0: I've I sit there put, on IMDb the whole time, like I, I wonder got, who that actor I is. I put
1: the phone down. <laughs> like she will be scrolling and and looking at different stuff, but be no, everything's happening on the show.
0: Well, let me ask you this.
2: Right here next to me.
1: Yes.
0: Is this picture that you have done in 2004 of Spider-Man? Yes. How often do you draw now? Never. Isn't that crazy? Because I I sit down. and My kids are always asking me to draw stuff, and I remember. I wanted to be an artist for a long time growing up. I, I wanted that. to be an architect.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I found I was a, a plan comic, for college. Yeah, I found a comic book that I sold in elementary school, and then I was like, "Man, like drawing was my life." Like I get in trouble for drawing on all my homework at school. Yep. All the careers I wanted to do, and then someday I just thought, "I'm not good at this anymore. I'm not good enough for it," and I just stopped. And then 20 years later, now my kids are like, "Oh yeah, draw me a truck." Draw me an octopus. Like, ooh, what else can we, like, throw at daddy for on the draw? And I think, man, what happens if I had not had, like, my spirit (laughs) broken a little bit? But, like, if I made time for that, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: all of that time. Maybe, yeah, it wouldn't have been, like, the career that I would have been. But if I would have made time and prioritized the things I was really passionate about, then maybe I would be a whole lot better. And, like, I, I would not be drawing even at 2004 quality uh kellen Conley spider-man here
1: well i gotta say guys this is literally me copying terry dodson's artwork from like marvel knight spider-man number three i think so this if any comic book fans can see this like this is the cover of and he's like leaping over some like thugs or something and i drew this at teletech while i was on the phones and i literally just looked at the comic book and copied it so this is not my true artwork. My nor- my normal Spider-Man looks terrible. <laughs> and it's looked the same way. But even the
0: replicate something.
1: Yeah, I- Aaliyah is super impressed with this. This is why it's out. Because it was in that box of old high school stuff I had. Yeah. And she saw it. She's like, you had to hang that up. You didn't even put it right there. I'm like, "Like, why? It's old and it's not even really mine. It's like I copied it. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, but you didn't trace it. I was like, no, I didn't trace it. I-, I-, I just looked at it and copied it until I, I got it where I wanted where it to be. She's like, you didn't hang that up. And that that's super and she's like she wouldn't show Angel and everything like did you see it, that drew it. And of course Angel seen it I drew it in 2004 but um I mean, who who knows man like I, I definitely didn't have the patience for that but especially with um with the, with the video and the podcast and stuff like that a lot of that stuff um not the pie, actual recording of the podcast but the video editing once the video itself is done especially with like recorded stuff like hyphenation or razzlecast i'm able to walk downstairs and i'm so good at editing i can chop 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 chop, chop throw this layer on there did dida render go back upstairs and then it's going to render for three and a half hours because that's just the pc I'm on and stuff like that so that stuff is is easier for me and music i just have to be able to if i can get the count in my head i can write the recordings a little bit more difficult but again i just have to be more aware of my times and when i and it's like you know what i go here and try to do this verse and I, and that's something i haven't been doing either Because so I, I wrote a bunch a bunch of stuff last year and i just never really took time to record it so that's something i'm trying to be more diligent about
3: yo 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 it's your boy v mark rob aka sean Matt love talking to you about we should do this again sometime the podcast where we talk film pop culture and everything in between we should do this again sometime we're Cat Chinetti. This is the real through the lens of a new and bold generation. And where I, the Mark Rob, co-host and producer guides you through a crazy journey of time, sound, and space. We should do this again sometime. Where
0: we talk love, death, sex. We talk talking heads. Johnny Castle being the goat. And we'll be we shooting flamethrowers. How cool is that? We should do this again
3: sometime. Check us wherever we listen to your podcast. Rate, review, give us five stars. And if you love us, tell a friend to tell a friend. Love you. Bye.
1: Bitch, I'm telling you the truth. Angel helps a ton, again, uh, because she, she's always been rolling it with the podcast stuff. So if I say, hey, I'm like, multiple times last week, I'm i going to go downstairs and record one. she goes, bitch, she's like, okay. And then I'll come upstairs and get in bed. She's like, I thought you were going to record. I was like, yep, me too. <laughs> me too. But I, I need to sit here and watch this episode of Love is Blind till I fall asleep. <laughs> So uh, that's what's going to happen.
0: Well, respect to her for enabling you to keep doing that. Yeah. But even when I think about just how far all of the podcast capability you have has grown, all the things that you do has like matured like over the years, there's really something for staying committed to the things that make you happy. Cause you don't want to end up like me where you're like almost 40 and you're like, what made me happy again? <laughs> like, and like, that doesn't, I, I don't mean to say like I have regrets, but like, Like as as like you, you get like so focused on things, you might get what you want there, but then you're like, okay, now that I got that, what do I do? Yeah, what do I do with this now? And it's yeah, it's a good problem to have, and you can go off and explore other things. But then you're like, okay, what am I going to do next? You're like, oh man, I have no idea. But I love people that really, really stay connected to their passion. Yeah, and Anthony Bourdain did that really well. I've told you many times over the years, I loved it. How you don't care? Like you, you like lay down a sixteen-bar verse, and you're like, I don't care if no one listens to it whatsoever. Like, it took a fun. long time for <laughs> me to
1: get there. It but took the, a long but I, time.
0: I love that. Like I, I absolutely love that. Like, think about every famous painter that was never famous in their time until after they died, and then they're like Van Gogh, bigger than life.
1: Yeah, Van Gogh barely started blowing up when he, he killed himself.
0: But can you imagine that? Like, no. like something that you worked on will be the greatest thing ever. Like you would be considered a master. but you won't have a single second to be able to appreciate that. Me, I'll be like, Well, this isn't working out because day two I don't have a paycheck for
1: it. <laughs> like, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> there's no money here.
0: <laughs> but it's It's cold and lonely. It's fascinating. Uh so like I don't know how that comes full circle, but there's a lot of perspective from even just like doing a podcast for like I don't even know how long we've been doing the podcast, but Hip Hop Manifesto was yeah. a long time ago.
1: Yeah, we started Hip Hop Manifesto in two thousand seven. I think the first episode, the, the Fat Boys mm. episode, oh yeah, came out in two thousand seven. And then our best year was like two thousand eight. My favorite episode we did. Well, there's two favorite episodes. The Rock the Bells episode was a lot of fun. And then also when we did the the Hip Hop Awards and we gave out awards and stuff. Yeah, that one was really uh, was a lot of fun too. Um, so so those were my favorite. The last two weren't my favorite because because I was like, oh, we're recording over Skype. This is so weird. And now I literally do that every single.
0: That wasn't week. the norm back then.
1: No, it wasn't. It wasn't like you could talk on. Skype. Well we did
0: like three episodes just about how crazy Kanye was.
1: <laughs> it wasn't quite that, but yeah, we. But talked it, it about was Kanye
0: multiple by. episodes. Yes,
1: because <laughs> he kept doing stuff. Yes, and then the last episode was literally us listing everything up to that point, and that was that was 2013. 20, it might have been recorded in 2012, so that was everything up to 2012.
0: I so. don't want to say it was brave to say that back then, but I just I don't feel like we, like anyone else, understood just how bad that was at the time. To the point that if you were already thinking that that man had lost his mind at that point, you were just like, I guess I'll just buckle up now. It's going to be a crazy ride for the next couple of years.
1: God, like no, no. I mean, I, no, even then, I never expected him to be.
0: Did he get married the other day? I thought I saw that.
1: Not that I heard, but but okay, I was even knows? saying
0: I have no idea anymore.
1: I was even saying when I recorded the last episode how now he's laying low after everything he said, and he does this. It's his, his cyclical thing, yeah, where he'll go real ape shit for a while, and all of a sudden you he, he don't hear nothing, and then and he's like, "I got new music coming out." Blah, blah, blah. And I feel like that's what that's what's going to happen. Uh, also, he, I guess he's running for office again in twenty twenty four. So good luck with that omari um <laughs> but um yeah like this is just what he does because oh i know what triggered it because i was talking about drake uh putting his little bars out about about meg and about uh oh, serena oh, and her, on the album and stuff yeah and i was like he he literally said that stuff just to get more people to listen to the stream now for oh, you only know reason. Absolutely. i was like i don't even think he believes any of that stuff like like we know aubrey graham we know how he feels about women he loves women yes. he loves serena he he loves Meg. If Meg hit him up and said, "Hey, I'm coming through," he'd be like, "Come through." <laughs> He'll be like, "He'll like Adonis, you're going your mom's." <laughs> Meg, come through. He like come through, come through. Ooh, Drizzy.
0: <laughs> He's listening. To this like, I'm gonna give you two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Sound the OVO just so I can uh, just get on that. <laughs> he like, hey, hey, can
1: you uh, can you give me a reference hook? And then I'm going to accidentally leak it to Meek Mill, and we can have a battle here, and Another, we're going to do it all again. All right, Drake,
3: Well,
0: while we're talking about that, back then I know we used to talk about J. Cole quite a bit. I sent you a thing the other day about how J. Cole was feeling kind of uninspired. and then just I, didn't, decided, I didn't look at that. Well, let me tell you the I'm story because it only takes like five seconds. Okay. J. Cole was feeling really uninspired and couldn't get motivated to like write anything. So he went on YouTube, and he just typed J. Cole type beat. And he loved it. And he, like, wrote to it and then posted, like, he was going to hold on to it and just keep it in the vault. But instead, he posted it on the YouTube of the dude that made the beat. He was like, this is for you. I'm not going to keep this in the vault. He's like, thanks a lot for just grinding and making all these beats really rappers like me to listen to. And it was just like, you know, I hope this inspires other people. Like, I was feeling, like, really uninspired and then did that. And I was like, who would do that? But that is so awesome.
1: You know on his last album he put out, the um I don't remember the title, it came out like two years ago. Um, Timbaland played a random beat on stream, like on his on Switch channel. Uh, he does the beat club stuff. He played a random beat and he maybe had it on for like ninety seconds or so and Tim didn't like it. So he switched to something else. Cole hit him up like uh, sometime later, it's like, Hey, I want this that you were playing right here in this clip. And Tim's like, I didn't even say that. He's like, I was just messing around and I didn't like it. So Tim had to go back and remake the beat for him. Wow. Yeah, and then uh and then send it to him. And everybody heard it, like, Oh that beat's nuts, blah, 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 blah. Tim's like, I didn't even like it. But he liked it. <laughs> so uh, so I just I went and recreated it. But I hadn't saved anything for that. I was just messing around on the stream. But that so that's not surprising for yeah. me because one of the big inspirations that uh as far as me doing the TikTok duets and everything and, and really I have a song out. It's called "Since That's Why You." It's all about how I I, how I got back in the groove of rapping again, for real. And the big big part of that is TikTok. Um, Cole put out that last album, and Cole literally even said, you know, he's like, I'm just these are just practice shots. He's like, mm-hmm. this isn't even I don't even consider this a real album. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, essentially, if it could be a mixtape, it'd be a mixtape. Um, but he he just went out and just put his hottest fire bars on all those tracks, and he's just like spitting the hardest I've ever heard him spit. And, like, I know all he's doing is practicing. And I was like, like, my man really just took these beats and then he just practiced them all. And he's like, I'll be back. Because he's got, like, the fall off and then mm-hmm. whatever he's going to do to round out his career. I mean, Cole, I could see actually quitting, though. Cole, If anybody ever quits and really retires and doesn't come back and does an actual album, like, I could see him doing features. But if he never comes back, I could see it. But I was like, man, like, that, that's what I need to be using these TikToks for. Mm-hmm. Like, I really need to... Kind of pick things that really stand out to me, and not and not do it trying to get people to watch TikTok because you're not going to get. It's really difficult from doing duets to get go viral and get real popular on TikTok, up uh, musically. Because mm-hmm. I could sit here and react to food stuff every single day and just keep doing it long enough. Eventually, I'm gonna build up an audience who's gonna watch me. It it wouldn't be massive because there's so many of them, but it's something that that can work as a duet. But there's um a guy named it's biscuits on on tiktok before i think you've seen him before and my guy can rap rap for days and he just sits there and he does he duets everybody and he has some of his original stuff on there and he has flows for everything but he's he gets decent stuff because he's been doing it so long he gets decent views and stuff decent likes but he's not really blowing up like that because the tiktok algorithm works against those kind of posts because um their their original posts especially music yeah and it's like if it's not really blowing up like a specific one thing then the algorithm is kind of designed to not feed that to everybody where people's gonna see people rapping all the time right so that's when i was like i just really gotta take this and and, and make it my own kind of training regimen
0: so you're just practicing so that's all i was doing so we talk about practice we talking
1: about practice Four million,
0: you franchise player,
1: <laughs>
0: and we <we're> here talking <laughs> Talk about, about practice. <laughs> Shout
1: out to AI, man. That's my that's my favorite NBA player of all time.
0: Definitely. Although sometimes I'm surprised mm-hmm. to hear that because you've been an MJ fan for like as long as I know. I,
1: I love MJ, and and I've i don't had, see the
0: AI posters on your wall. I right don't now. have any
1: AI posters, but they also this is a gift, so that's why um, the free throw line is there. Um. Jordan and everything he accomplished, uh, especially with my high school years, middle school years, was was amazing. I can't take anything away from him. I love the the whole mystique that goes with him. But you want to talk about somebody who, despite not being as easy to work with as, as possible, we all know Jordan wasn't easy to work with. Uh, you can read Pippin's book about that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, to to and just really just he put it all out there like every time he's on the court even even like people give him crap about that practice thing but the practice snippet that that came from where everybody they talk about praying everybody that's so funny like he was actually talking about like the whole press conference like 38 minutes and he's talking about like his his friend getting shot or or dying or something like that and all the other things he's going through and that's like just a small snippet and that's what that's what ESPN chose to run, and everybody's like, oh, it's so fun. And it, it just became a thing over the years. But he was literally talking about, he said, this is my life. And he, he was being dead ass. And so he, there's never been a more real player to me. Like, Jordan found different ways to get himself hyped up and competitive. And LeBron has obviously exceeded everyone's expectations for longevity in a career and still playing as elite as he does at his age. And that's incredible. We'll see. And LeBron, I, I do say, is is the greatest player of all time with Jordan right behind him. But my favorite NBA player ever is Allen Iverson, man, because that little dude went out there, and he, he's taller than me. That guy went out there, and no matter what, man, he he was he was trying to do the best he could. And he, I mean, even he, he t- he's the only guy to beat the two thousand one Los Angeles Lakers. The only team to beat them that whole postseason, it was them in Game One of the finals. Like when they went up one zero, I was like, "Yo, I can't believe this." Who, who, who? I never, never thought we'd see. I'm like, no, never thought. I was like, I didn't think they'd come in and take Game One. I thought it was going to be a straight sweep. And that night, AI said no, and then Phil said, "Let me adjust some things," <laughs> and then yeah. that's why they they got the gentleman sweep after that. But after seeing the step over and everything, there like. There's no denying the, the swagger, the, the cornrows, cornrows, the hair is still inspired by AI, man. Like, I, I just love that guy, man. It, like, if somebody said, Hey, you have your choice between meeting Jay Z or Alan Iverson, I'm saying AI. And wow. I can't believe I'm saying, I'll be like, I want to meet AI. Like, can I get Jay Z on a phone call, though? <laughs> <laughs> also, Elliot, if you're listening, uh, get Jay's Just have Jay text me. Just play like, Happy Birthday. Hy-. I know you listen yeah. to podcasts. Out there.
0: Just like Sheik did. <laughs> <laughs> styles. It was styles it was oh, styles. styles sorry.
1: Shout out to the whole hyphen podcast group outside the juice bar. Mm. Shout out to the lot.
0: Yeah. So should we wrap it up? Why? <laughs> we could go forever. Why? I mean, what's seven hours of a podcast really?
1: That's that's seven episodes for me. I'm all up in the mic now. You can tell I'm getting drunk. I'm like <laughs>
0: With AI, the, the most beautiful thing to me is that I don't know that I ever saw another player bring their personality as much into their play. Mm-hmm. Like, you watched him play, and I feel like I know Allen Iverson just from watching him play. Yeah. Like, that man was willing to die on that court. Larry Bird. Larry, okay, yeah. I Larry Bird. That. And I didn't find out any yeah. of this. When
1: we were young, I didn't know Larry Bird was like this, but Larry Bird was an asshole. On that basketball court, yeah. they could back it up. He <laughs> would—I mean, my man played a whole game left-handed. Like, there's there's videos out there, guys. I'm not making this up. Play a whole game left-handed. Kevin McHale took the Celtics scoring record and had like the 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 franchise high. And uh, well, everybody's like congratulating Kevin McHale on a great game, and everything like that. Larry Bird goes up to him like, enjoy it while it lasts. Like two weeks later, broke it.
0: You know, I said that. But I think Kobe's play really reflected him too.
1: Black Mamba Kobe. Yeah. Like when he really embraced, embraced Black Mamba because I don't I don't feel like he was ever fully himself with Shaq because yeah. he needed to be a certain way for that to work. Yeah. And then that's one of the reasons why Phil was able to come well Phil decided to come back because despite their differences after they first parted and stuff Kobe realized he did, really did like playing with Phil. But then after Colorado, and then after he got to the point where he's like trade me, and then they didn't trade him. That's when the the mom was born, and that's when he was really like, right. yeah.
0: But like you, he, he was like an asshole on the court, but like he was still really good. Yeah. But he was smooth and composed, and I mean, because that's just the way like he was. Mm-hmm. But he was also incredibly hardworking, and you knew that. Like you could only get to that point with that shot. By practicing those shots over and over and over again. Yeah, and he, he
1: learned it. Learned it from MJ, man. Yeah, you you seen the the videos of of how many of MJ's moves that he he learned and literally could mirror, like down to like everything. It, it, it's crazy to watch the comparison side by side. Oh man, it, it, it's super crazy. But but we we can wrap this up. But we got to do. We have to do something fun. We've been all over the place. Okay. And I mean, I don't even know what the helmet. To put in the show description. But let let's do some questions and you just you just give me the first thing that comes to mind. Oh shit. Okay. Okay? Yep. Alright. So let's go ahead and lead off with John Havlicek. No, <laughs> Since we're talking about ballers. Um uh are you a Warriors fan?
0: I'm a Warriors fan. Okay, so you are a Warriors Yes, I'm a Warriors fan.
1: Okay. Do you like Clay Thompson?
0: Man, why would you do that to me? He's not my favorite player on the team. I, so, I know
1: that. Steph uh, is your favorite player. But there's Toms. You, I feel like you could, if they got rid of Klay, yeah. you feel like you'd be okay.
0: He is like my fourth favorite player on the team.
1: So you don't think he's as detrimental as... as?
0: I think that the Warriors could get rid of Clay and Draymond and be a much better team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay but I, I respect them a whole lot and i would draft them into my team i wouldn't build a team around them i think but like man th- and i'm only saying this i mean how that all due respect to clay thompson that the warriors are just in that position where they got young guys that could all be big name stars with mm-hmm. like the right mentoring and yeah. so like if i was if i was a businessman for basketball. I'm not betting on Clay Thompson. I'm betting on like Jordan Poole and stuff like that. Which makes sense. Bet, bet on the U. and Wiseman and all that.
1: I, I just feel like you sleep on... on, on
0: oh, I do. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a hater.
1: <laughs> I mean, never in my fandom of the Bulls did I did I look at, like, why do we have Judd Butchler come off the bench? <laughs> I mean... It was Judd Butchler, man, but at the same time when Judd Butchler was hitting a couple threes and playing, taking the charge and getting, giving MJ some rest or Ron Harper some rest, it made sense.
0: But if you, you compare it to those Bulls teams, it's not like you're saying, are you a Scottie Pippen fan? You're like, are you a Steve Kerr fan? <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, and I mean, yeah, okay, on that team, he's the number two. He is the Scottie mm-hmm. Pippen, but based on, I mean, the Warriors are a different team. So, they're all Steve Kerr's, but on steroids. <laughs> like, it's that sort of thing.
1: Favorite MCU film? MCU film. Ooh, Black Panther. Okay.
0: Easy. Um. I cried during
1: Black Panther. I did, too.
0: Multiple. I, I cried in the opening scenes of Black Panther. I wasn't crying. Like I First didn't, viewing? First viewing. Okay, you know that scene where they're going into Wakanda? Yes. And you start seeing Wakanda.
1: Oh, you mean when we're home, my king?
0: So yeah, they're they're when, coming when they're McCoy coming in. Flying yeah, in. Yeah. Yeah, they're okay. flying in, you start seeing like buildings. All the architecture and stuff that's yes. there. It reminded me of all my architecture classes and all of the like historic African buildings or like historic African architecture that existed forever. And you see how this was like pan African in here, and it was like the first time I ever saw something like that on TV. I didn't even need to be black to appreciate that. I was just like this is a beautiful thing. Like, this stuff should have been in media forever. And it made me think about, like, yeah. like black futurism and things like that. Like, things that are just, like, it was just stunning to see that all come together. And I have that be in all things, like, the Marvel Universe. Know. You know is like, everyone is going to see. And I was like, it's finally happened. It was like when, like, Barack Obama got elected president. Like You just have so much hope for the world. Similar feelings, yes. It was that for me. I was was crying like a little kid, a little baby.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's dope. All right. Um, Favorite dish that you could have right now? Anything.
0: Man, that that is tough. Oh. Oh, my God. Just off the top of my head. Dai fuku mochi. And what is this? It's it's just a little snack. It's it's Japanese and it's like pounded rice with like powdered sugar on top and mm-hmm. there's like a sweet bean in the middle, but it's more like a mochi thing.
2: Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's
0: just a little Japanese dessert. There are a million things I like, but those things they're just they hit the right spot.
1: <laughs> what meal have you had? um since you've been back that that just hit the spot That you're like yes this, this, uh, this is exactly what i wanted to be.
0: okay uh i went to the grind and had a dagwood and
1: Shout
2: out to the grind.
0: an iced chai latte and just sat around looking at people did some people watching mm-hmm. and that's tied with getting a Tudor's mary b biscuit <laughs> it's just like enjoying <laughs> yeah. all of its greasy bacon and cheese and um, egg like yes. all together.
1: Yes. Shout out to the um, Favorite book that you read to the kids?
0: Uh, read to the kids.
1: Or have read to the kids. I know Sid's still around that age. Bella's obviously.
0: Uh, there's three books that are kind of like a trilogy. It's like what would you do with a problem what would you do with an idea and i think like what would you do with an opportunity and it's written by this this japanese author and i think every adult needs to read these books because it's really about the emotions of like what do you do in those situations mm-hmm. and i was never taught that stuff and it just says like you know you you can't be scared of trying you can't be uh you gotta go for opportunities or make your own opportunities, but it's in like a really beautiful well crafted story, and those are like one of those three books is what I give to like tons of like little kids' birthdays like I'm just buying yeah. that
1: book and giving it to them you Can't sleep on it yeah
0: okay. Damn, that's... No. <laughs> um did I give them to you already <laughs> <I> mean, no
1: <laughs> no, i I have not gotten these but but that's that's still very cool um hmm. Favorite childhood film that you still enjoy today?
0: So many of them have not aged well at all, Uh, and I haven't seen this movie in a long time, so I'm afraid that it hasn't aged well. But have you ever seen the Last Starfighter?
2: No, never watched.
0: This is like the 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 formula that basically Harry Potter and every other thing follows, Mm -hmm. because it's this guy from what I can remember, he goes to an arcade machine. He gets, like, a high score in the arcade machine. And then these aliens come down and say, hey, you were really good at this. We need you to help us defend our kingdom. And suddenly he's taken to a whole other world to, like, go be, like, a a starfighter. Like, to, like, fly around on, like, a ship and, like, to save them. And it was so fantastical. But it was one of those things of escapism versus, like, you have some greater value that just one day just shows up. And it's, like... Okay, take me away, and suddenly I'm like king of some other place. Right. Like, you you have some special inherent value, and that's just going to appear one day when everything else is bad.
1: Damn.
0: Made me wish that, like, Harry Potter was around when I was, like, my daughter's age.
1: Yeah. Still have not watched more than the second movie. Man. Did I tell you what I got her for her birthday? What you get her?
0: These dope uh, candles. That float from the—they look like they're floating from the ceiling. It's really like fishing line or something where they dangle. Mm-hmm. And then you have this wand with a battery in it, and you can light the candles that look like they're floating. So it's like the great hall at Hogwarts. Yeah, she's gonna lose her mind. Like she's such a oh, Harry man. Potter fanatic. Yeah, she's turning eight here. And she's right? got like got like twenty of them that are gonna be there, and then she's gonna be able to just use this wand to light a room up all the time. I can't wait to give them to her.
1: <laughs> um. Favorite Adult Swim show ever.
0: So, was uh, Samurai, uh, what? Samurai Jack? No, no. It had like a hip hop soundtrack that oh. I think RZA produced. You talking about, Champaloo? about it? Was it
1: the one with Samuel Jackson?
0: No, no. no. RZA did the soundtrack, and it was like this.
1: About the podcast one hundred and one guys. <laughs> Here it is. Anyway,
0: if if it's not that, like the, there was this really really dope thing uh where it it had all this hip hop beats behind it and it was this sort of Japanese samurai sort of story with some really really cool animation. I think that that was Adult I know, Swim. Uh, I
1: know what you're if talking about. If it
0: wasn't I had a huge run of a Aquatine Hunger Force back in the day. <laughs> and I have no idea why cuz I look back and watch it like this is not Afro funny. Samurai? Afro Samurai. Okay. That's it. Was that it, on Adult Swim? Uh
1: That if was, it's not, it should have been. What, what channel was that? It was Adult Swim. Uh,
0: you need to see that. And if it wasn't RZA, it was like no,
1: it, it was. That's why I googled. I googled okay. RZA and and yeah, okay.
0: That was incredible. It had the
1: best soundtrack.
0: You you could probably like make a whole mixtape just off of beats that were on that show. Believe it. And it probably,
2: I won't say that. <laughs>
0: I was going to say it anyway. It probably be better than a lot of the Wu Tang <laughs> later Wu Tang albums.
1: Favorite Method Man song?
0: All I Need with Mary J. Blush.
1: How come, and Meth, I'm sorry, uh, aside from his, his uh, Meth Lab series that he's doing now, which, which I, I do enjoy, how come Meth was never able to really create that perfect album, in your opinion? Unless you think to Cal is it.
0: No, I think I think it was the strife with their deal. You mm-hmm. ever hear about their deal? Mm remind me. Some people said that this is the reason why it was gonna fail from the start. So they had this deal. It was really tough to get, you know, like ten people or whatever signed to one deal. Right. But still protect their like their future interests. Yeah. Yeah. And so some of them Got big deals, and then some of them didn't as solo artists, Mm -hmm. but they had to share all the revenue from their personal projects back to the group.
1: Oh, they did?
0: Yeah. So, can you imagine being, I don't know, Capadonna?
1: (laughs) Never was a Cap (laughs) fan.
0: And then, like, say, Method Man gets like two platinum singles, Mm -hmm. and he's got to go back and then share all of that with nine other people. That had nothing to do with it, and it's equal. <laughs> like, there's going to be some strife. Mm. At least that's what I've always heard. And then I heard that they they tried to renegotiate that later on or something. I think this is true. I always wanted to know the truth. Where then it was like a tiered structure where some people got more than other people. Yeah. So like, can you imagine them being like you, God? Where like <laughs> you had like an album, but it didn't really do anything, and now you're just like relegated down like really far down there, or worse. If you're somebody like Inspector Deck, who was incredible, mm-hmm. had all this talent and like was a fundamental part of like what Wu Tang is, but maybe didn't have a long career like Method Man did. I don't think anyone in the world is gonna say that Method Man is a better rapper than Inspector Deck. Oh, well, some people will not I would. You would what? I would. <laughs> okay, to me, Inspector Deck is way more more talented. But he didn't have like hits like that, right? So Right.
1: And, and and for me, it's with meth. I know it's it's more than just the lyrics. If we're if we're literally saying right. lyrics versus lyrics, then I could see where Deck would yeah. would be better.
0: And so it's I think there was just too much tension of having a group that big in deals like that to ever truly maximize their potential because you have so many tensions pulling that one way or
2: another. Mm-hmm. <sighs> hmm. I I just have one and now lost it. So. Um. This is obviously kind of about
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um. Favorite Sports Center memory because me and you used to always oh look God. at Sports Center before we came to school, and we yeah. talk about what we watched on Sports Center. Yeah. So it can be a highlight. It can be something that an anchor said. There just just something that sticks out and be like like if somebody says Sports Center and you're like, this is what comes to mind.
0: I remember a couple of things. So one, and I'm sorry, I'm so bad with names. Well, what was the guy that died of cancer? That was Stewart. So Stuart Scott. Yes. Stuart Scott. And what was the white dude that? Rich was, Eisen. Rich Eisen. Yes. They would have the most hilarious banter. Yes, they would. But they would also talk about stuff like when they were like boom Shakalaka, <laughs> it was like basically. All the NBA jam stuff, but like before it was an NBA jam. It was just them. Well just having, they were like a little bit after yeah, me. But you know NBA but, Jam was like naive. But it was always too. just like having fun. Yeah. And just talking about sports. They were a great. Like pair you and that. I would if like nobody was listening. Mm-hmm. Or if I was like acting like I was commentating on you playing a video game. And so <laughs> it was so hilarious, but their chemistry was really good. And so I always think back to them too. And I think back to uh, uh was it Chris Berman? berman yeah because yeah, he was just like so explosive when he was talking he was just thinking he's gonna have like a heart attack yeah. <laughs> but i, I just love that and it was i loved listening to commentary then because it was before it was really talking heads yeah it was somebody just being like all this crazy stuff happened in the nba and like look at this and it's just like bam it's just like this intense clip and, and they covered everything they did and i felt like so informed. meanwhile
1: over in f1 like, this is the race that happened, and they'd only have that clip over 30 seconds. But yeah. they, they would nail it. But
0: they, they would, would tell you it. a ton about what was going on, but they wouldn't even just talk about it from a like a, a little interesting 30-second clip. But they would also tell you about the sport, why that's relevant. Mm-hmm. And they just squeeze that in there somehow. Yeah. And I yes. love that. And ESPN was never the same after those three.
1: It, it, it kind of wasn't. Um, essentially, once Stephen A got in there is it, kind of when things started changing. And yeah. and it wasn't a no, no, no shade to Stephen A. I mean I know he gets paid to do what he does, but when the ESPN started seeing that they could get people viewing on on people like Stephen A. and then when they first came out, first taking and everything and then back and forth happening.
0: around the horn and all those things, yeah. Yeah.
1: I enjoy around the horn because that reminds me more of like a because it's like a game show kind of like you're trying to get the yeah, it's yeah. all scored and everything though the know, points on out and things like that. Okay, two more questions. Okay your favorite memory three questions favorite memory you've had with lisa if you say the wedding that's that's makes sense but i feel like there's there's something
0: that's tough my wife and i have been together since two thousand five.
1: Two thousand five. I said it with well, conviction, we, we, and you had the question. No,
0: right. that's dating. Like we've been married since two thousand eleven.
1: Yes, but you've oh been my together God, since two thousand five. God, we've been
0: through so much stuff. If I had to pick like one particular memory, we went to Mexico, and it was the most awesome trip because we spontaneously went to Mexico.
1: I'm going to Mexico.
0: And like I always, always want to be able to spontaneously travel the world yeah and then I suddenly could, and like she always worked so much as like a med student or a resident or a doctor that for us' to just be able to do anything spontaneously it was just not happening that like was, yeah. was not our life to just be able to be like, man, this winter sucked <laughs> like we are in Wisconsin and like the worst place to be during winter, and we were stressed out with like work and stuff and like, hey, let's travel.'m like, hey, you wanna go to Mexico like this weekend or like next weekend, yeah. Like yeah okay, bought the tickets in like twenty minutes. Like I'm having that idea, and we did it, and then we went there, and there was just so many little things that happened, and it was it was awesome, and we just decided to just get on a bus, and just get off a couple stops later, and just walk around and just see what happened, and we just like went shopping and we bought food and stuff, and the reason that I think so much about that is because we took a different vacation with our kids recently. And we did all these, these things that should be the memories. But instead, my greatest memory of that vacation was we came back to our hotel room and the four of us, my wife and I and our two kids, snuggled up on the couch and we were eating jelly beans and watching like David Attenborough movies and just like laughing the whole time. And the reason I bring that up is because we were talking a whole lot about like like favorite memories and vacations and stuff. And it's like we needed that entire vacation to happen just to like make everything just right for us to like rest and relax and just be happy together to sit down there exhausted on this like fold out like bed in this little hotel room to just have that moment. Like mm-hmm. that moment couldn't have happened without all the the touristy stuff that we did throughout the day that maybe the kids don't remember. Right. And it's kind of like that with Mexico where all those things happen. Maybe any other time that wouldn't have been a special memory to me, just walking around random Mexican streets and like eating like a coconut that some guy pulls out of a cooler and cuts off the top of the machete and sticks a straw. And you're like, this is the best drink I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Or Like my wife going into like the middle of like a market being like, Trying to get me like a hat because she's really serious about skincare and being like, "Oh my, my son, my husband is a sombrero, cabeza, muy grande," <laughs> and then just having like two hundred like a big
1: fucking head. <laughs> Mexican
0: ladies putting on all sorts of ridiculous hats on me, like I was playing like a really long game of like Team Fortress Two or something. <laughs> it was just ridiculous, and, but it was just all these like little things that happened because they could finally happen like that was the thing
1: I'd have to say um I'm glad you're going to Mexico by the way yeah we're going to apply that Carmen yeah really excited um I I'd have to say that out of our Jamaica trip the two things that stand out is uh when, when we found that little gift in the bushes <laughs> and then we went to the, the Japanese restaurant later that night that was a good night and then also when we got the cabana on the beach, which um, Angel took the picture that my, I used for the album cover because I was out in the ocean and she took it from there. Just us hanging out in that cabana. Um, I, I definitely remember that. because it was, it was just us and we're married now. And we're on this beautiful place. And it was just an amazing time. So that, that's one of the things stand up. And then also there's multiple times that Aaliyah will be upset. She don't want me. She wants Angel. And Angel's able to be be mom and, and and calm her down and give her a piece that I'm unable to do. It reminds me of my mom. So every time she's able to do that, especially when like
2: if I didn't it, <laughs>
1: <laughs> which I usually don't, like, sometimes it's my fault, man. And sometimes it's like, you, you like yeah, I messed up but that her being able to see her be Aaliyah's mom and then remind me of my moms and stuff.
2: It's it's really it. oh nice. Do you have two more? I think
1: I don't know. <laughs> I might have fifteen more. I don't want you to ever okay. leave me. Again. Okay. Favorite video game experience, or just straight up, this is my favorite game. Like if not, not no desert island stuff, but like playing this game was like wow.
0: Man, I I've wasted so much <laughs> of my life playing video games.
1: All right, see now I don't agree with that. They're not wasted. <laughs> I know what you're trying to
0: say. I had like three, We
1: played those games with purpose. No
0: so like I moved to Pittsburgh and then I ended up having roommates we won't talk about the roommates, but like we
1: don't talk about Bruno <laughs> no, no, I have
0: roommates that also worked in IT with me. We worked in the same place. I kidnapped So we work all day.
1: Like hey, you're gonna we to play town.
0: video games at work because our boss was like that. And then we would go home and be like, What do you want to do? I don't know, this is play video games at two o'clock in the morning. Fast forward after three years, I'm like, "What did you do for the past three years?" Well, I played a lot of these games. <laughs> like that's all I had to show for it, and I don't feel like it was really like lost time because I did sort out a lot of stuff in my life then. But it was, it was a lot of time playing games, yeah, to not be pro, <laughs> 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 uh, to but, not
1: be pro. again if you don't make money, and Matthew Spencer don't want any parts.
0: There's so many games that I really like, but the ones like if I had to think of just favorite things. It was probably like Final Fantasy Seven, Final Fantasy Eight, like those two, because mm-hmm. I got so sucked in, and they were the first RPGs that I played where you're like, yeah, you're gonna put in forty or fifty hours in this game, yeah. And then I would just no grind, me. but not mind the grind because I had nothing else to do, and be like, oh, I gotta get you know all the the GPS or whatever the Guardian Forces or whatever they were called, yeah. And I just loved it, and it was the first game that I saw somebody had the the cheat, you know, the cheat strategy guide. Strategy guide, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, like, well, what is this? And then I'd go back and play it all again. Like, why did I need to play this 50-hour game, like, all over again? But then where, like, the story really surprised me and, like, where well, I really got sucked into it. So I'd, like, try to download them again to the Steam Deck, and then they weren't supported. And I was like, oh. it's probably for the better. <laughs> like, I don't need to Have be doing you, this um, again.
1: Do they make the remake for PC?
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, thought about buying that the other day, but
1: you should. I've heard it's good. You you should play it. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't PC game, um, and I just haven't.
0: Um,
2: you know my genres, man. Like mm-hmm. I might like mess
1: around a little Final Fantasy, but I was always a Chrono Trigger guy. So I I'm one of those elitists who are like, well, actually, Chrono Trigger is the best RPG of all time. It's so good that they don't they only remaster it and they never mm-hmm. made anything since. It's that good.
0: Have you ever thought about a career as a club doorman? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I am looking for a change of pace. No, you cannot.
1: Shh, be quiet, Apple phone. Gosh, I'm talking. Uh, my one of, If not my favorite, my, one of my top five video game experiences would be beating X-Men Legends 1 with you oh, man, so and Josh and Andy and Jamie. That um, was with the, the multi tap, yes. with the multi tap, and how many hours we put in, and how many times we die Like yes. health up, get the get the health, get the help You use the focus.
0: So, man, I have that was a great memory because that was the first game that I played cooperative with that many people.
1: Yeah, at and, the same like yeah, on the same same room, and, and, and everything. I loved
0: it, and then that actually because of that, I played Ultimate Alliance one and two with my wife for a lot like we played a ton of yeah. that together and then like if I had to think about I mean really probably what's a better memory even than playing like Final Fantasy is the many many hours of just playing like Mario Kart with you oh
1: Mario Kart NBA Street I like, think NBA I,
0: Street's in here right now oh my god like, we I mean if you feel so like staying much, up all night it's one I, of those things that we, we we continue to quote like, like if I said Montrose like you would know exactly Montros. what I'm talking about because we, we would just, we would play that. That was NBA we Live 98. On, at the end of my bachelor party, like when the whole night was over, we still.
1: And we played just, NBA Jam, the yeah. NBA Jam week. I think we, we played, played some
0: Mario Kart 2 oh, yeah. that night.
1: Yeah, because Lorenzo beat our, no, <laughs> yeah Lorenzo did beat us a couple times. that was mad because I, I swore we were so nice. Lorenzo was like, look at this guy. I'm like, fuck you, Lorenzo. <laughs> I was not happy.
0: There have been multiple times in the past two weeks that I've been here where little kids have said to me they're like, Oh, like I got my switch and they're like, Oh yeah, I'll play Mario Kart. And I'm like, you do not want to challenge me to Mario Kart little kid. I told <laughs> I told Steve
1: on uh, on Polo, he's talking about Deuce playing um they got the him a switch and he's playing um, Mario Kart Switch. I was like, You need to get him on Wii and then you need to give him to me. <laughs> you need you need to let him see the real pro. And th- this is this is without without uh drifting, folks. um I- so if anybody can drift, I'm screwed. Because I never learned how to drift. Really? I thought you eventually got it. Not on Wii. I didn't need to. It was just too nice. Okay. <laughs> it was too nice, man.
0: Well, I'm telling you, man. You played it on Switch. It's like a whole different dimension to it now,
1: Oh, I Oh, I found out. Yeah, I found out. I <laughs> fucked around and found out. Because <laughs> yeah. what happened, uh, BJ and Ivy had a, a Mario Kart tourney like 19, something like that. Summertime, we went over there and they had the, the projection up on their garage and everything. And there's this girl, this neighbor girl and she whooped me because I, I think the first race i was like second or third you know i was like all oh, right i can hang in there and then i saw her and she's like <sighs> i'm like yeah this ain't happening for no. me tonight she's like eyes closed talking <laughs> hitting hitting all the power-ups and
0: everything do you play anything with Aaliyah?
1: uh we mess around and play only mario party i okay. try to get her to I'm like, uh, like Mario. I've showed us some Mario stuff and everything. She does like Mario Party 8 when uh She enjoys that a lot, even though i uh, Mario Party King on, on there too. So I handle my business there.
0: So if I was doing like Rosebud Thorn or whatever. Yeah. My daughter and I play Minecraft together Minecraft. a lot. And yeah. it, it's beautiful. But it's about to turn into something way more serious because I pre ordered Hogwarts Legacy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we've we both have been collectively excited for a game that hasn't happened yet because we're going to play it together. Um, and it's cool because that's like way more serious than like how many sheep have you bred <laughs> in like, like right. Minecraft, right? Uh, and so I hope it goes well. Sometimes we can't even really play survival on Minecraft without her like getting really nervous. No. But it's, it's cool like having something else to bond with her over. Like, mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about the game more because of what I'm going to do with her with it than what I, than the game itself, which is really nice. Yeah. It's like the first time I pre-ordered the game. And, well, maybe ever. I don't even remember the last time I
2: did that.
1: Yeah, like I told you, last time I did it was X-Men Legends 2 because I was thinking we were going to do the same thing with that and I ended up playing it with myself. <laughs> Jamie played it a little bit, um, but then otherwise I, our schedules just couldn't coordinate like that where we could all play it together like, like that summer when we did X-Men Legends 1. Last question. Okay any words of wisdom that you would like to leave anybody who hears the sound of your voice right now uh, Matthew michael Spencer oh uh, so there's a as I've been forty for 21, 31 whole ass minutes by <laughs>
0: way. I think that uh, so I'm looking at my phone because I think this brings it all full circle for the things we talked about and the people we talked about Anthony Merdae said, if I'm an advocate for anything, it's to move as far as you can, as much as you can. Mm. And it goes on, and it's actually even more profound after that. If I couldn't fit it in my Facebook bio at the time <laughs> Damn to you, to be able Zuckerberg. to remember the rest of it. But I remember when I said I was going to move to New Zealand, a lot of people were like, huh, I never thought about moving. I didn't, you can do that?
1: <laughs> like, the amount of people that said that to can me were like- Can go to another country? Yeah, but, like what?
0: It was weird really? the amount of people that said to me that they never even thought about it until I did it because I didn't really know anybody that was born here in the great United States that'd be willing to just say, ah, I'm gonna go someplace else.
2: Yeah. Who leaves here?
0: And so but what I loved about that, and I've loved it even since before I moved, because I've moved a lot, like you were saying. It's incredible how eye opening that can be. Like like when you look at like, say racist people that are in the middle of nowhere and never Blue met anybody. racist. Yeah, but when you think about they've never even met somebody, mm-hmm. it's easy to be like, all these other people very different to me that I've never met. You can talk shit about people that you've never met. Yeah. And then you're even like, oh man, I, I was wrong. And when you, when you just get around and get out and see things and get cool with just being uncomfortable and just seeing different stuff, it opens your eyes and it's kind of addictive, but it's, like, oh man, what else have I been sheltered about? Or what else have I been ignorant about? Yeah. What else is really cool? And it's like, it's kind of like this high that you just keep trying to like challenge, but throwing yourself into that, especially even like going a, abroad for a while or just like, hey, like leave the resort when you go to a place or like.
1: I'm already having that discussion because last time we went to we, when we were on honeymoon, we went on Scourge like almost all the time. It's like we were off the resort too much. And now she's like, what do you want to do with that? I was like, be on a resort. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I do love those sorts of vacations all the same. Yeah. But like just doing anything that is, you're uncomfortable about. There's so many things I still hold off on because I'm really scared of doing it. There have been a lot of major moves in my life that like I just completely gave up on things because I was scared of what happened if I failed or would need a lot of time and energy that I was afraid to give and moving was easy because i felt like i had to go but there are a lot of things that i gave up on that i wish i didn't and i keep trying to tell my kids to not be afraid to really commit themselves Mm -hmm. like how many people have you met in your life that had dreams and aspirations and ambitions but still didn't do anything with it? and then you see them and they're like
1: yeah that's always been crazy
0: 40 plus years old still talking about that thing that they didn't even take a single About baby that's, step that too.
1: second album that he's been trying to do <laughs> all this time.
0: So, I know what you mean. And I don't want to judge those people. Like If you read this book, The Alchemist, mm-hmm. by uh, was it Paulo, uh, uh I can't even remember the name uh, off the top of my head. It's one of the most read books of all time. There's a guy in there, this Muslim guy, who wants to go on his hajj,
2: mm-hmm. but
0: he doesn't do it, and eventually he gets the chance to go, and he still doesn't do it, and he's like, he was more... In love with the idea of going than actually going, like, mm, mm, and you meet a lot of people, people, and you're like, like, okay, that that's the thing, and you can, <laughs> you can respect that. You yeah. don't want to take away people's only dream, because then you're like I was talking about with me earlier. Then you're like, all right, what do I do next? Oh, damn, mm-hmm. but at the same time, if you really have like a hope and dream, if you don't even take any steps to it, like it's never going to happen. That's a surefire way that it's never going to happen, right? Yeah. And uh, absolutely, the things that I've really committed myself to. Even if it didn't work out, I still learned a whole lot from it. I'm really, really glad I did it. And I don't have any regrets for the things like those shots that you didn't take, sort of thing. But I did learn a whole lot moving forward to not do that again. Like, I guess if it was a regret, it's a regret that i learned to live with. Yeah. Thank you, Jay Z.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I, I guess that's it. Like, uh, not everybody can get up and move across the world, but. There's so much that you can do to just open up your perspective to stuff. I and mean, it changes everything. It changes how, how your entire outlook on life, how you look at yourself, how you look at everything else. And it's the most wonderful thing. It's beautiful. But then you can't go home again. Be- <laughs> it's it really painful uh, when you go. We'll
1: get you there, buddy.
0: Yeah.
1: All right, man, well. We have officially been recording for an hour and fifty-two minutes.
0: Oh, okay. It is
1: officially my birthday. So happy fortieth birthday birthday to me. Um, you're you're next, bitch. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here on my pod and getting me drunk. And though I'm I'm pretty much coherent.
0: (laughs) You're cheap date. It was like what two beers? I mean, I'm I'm
1: okay. I'm not drunk. (laughs) I'm highly functional right now. Um, yeah, man. I told you a few months ago. A few months ago, Matt, you got on Polo and you said all this nice.
2: you
1: yeah. I was like, I can't believe you just said all this good stuff about me. And I said, I'm gonna do this back to you. And I, little did I know that we would be sitting here. I knew you were coming, maybe by then. But I was like, little did I know we'd be sitting here doing the pie. And now I'm gonna tell you everything that I think is great about you. And this will be the end of the podcast. Okay. Okay. <coughs> I'm getting all choked up already. <laughs> I'm actually going to open my beer. While I do this. Okay, so you know the story. All about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. So, get this: get to seventh grade. I'm in this classroom. This this mean old teacher named Miss Master, who uh, retired this year. I hope you have a great retirement. I know your 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 names changed, and I can't remember it. So, Harvard, happy yes. re- there. It is. Happy retirement, Mrs. Arbogast. More importantly, our Arlene, Arlene Master. Um, yeah, you you were an amazing teacher. I just didn't realize that at the time. You just wanted us to focus on on the stuff that was in front of us. I get it. So I'm just this kid who who rolls in seventh grade, you know, got a chase a kid jersey somebody gave me. And my dad bought <laughs> me a uh, a Kevin Johnson jersey. And I was like, oh, man, I'm a fly in here, blah, blah, blah. Thing, thing and i'm the biggest thing biggest thing in in the world and and honestly in, in junior high kind of was <laughs> i kind of was in my own in my own head. and you know i had my friends from my uh, from elementary school and i i and you know I, I saw him like there was simon who rode my bus shout out to simon like um we're still friends on facebook and like there was girls i was friends with and stuff like that but um, you know, like, it was different, we weren't all in the same class all day, we had ch- classes change and stuff like that, and then I just so happened to be stuck in the classroom with, with, with you in, in this master's class, and I don't know what it was that we hit it off on, um, but we just started talking, and then from there, it just, we just, we just continued to talk, and then we were in more classes, and then we'd hang out at lunch all of a sudden, and then, we played basketball when we had intramurals and stuff. And also, I played the greatest basketball game ever in my life. <laughs> One lunch, he was there. I dropped like 38. We kept score. And me, I scored like 38 and had like nine assists. And he put had like I think he had like 20 points and like this lunch. We kept score. We made somebody like it was we like did. keep score. And like we both balled out crazy that. Shout
0: day. out to Dean Skeen.
1: Shout out to Dean, man. It was Dean, man. Uh, Paul Rossi. And Paul, shout out to DJ Paul, man. And Kyle,
0: uh, I can't remember, Richmond.
1: Kyle Richmond. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Kyle, man. Yeah, that
0: um, yeah, was. Um, and uh, shout out to Michael Gray.
1: Shout out to Michael Gray, man. Shout out to all you. Shout out and to and Olia, out
0: Josh Stark. Those are all the dudes. Shout out to playing. Josh, man. <laughs> shout out
1: to my man. My man got on a cowboy hat in his Facebook profile picture, and I was like, can we be friends again? He <laughs> accepted me. So I, I like to run into Josh sometimes. Uh, i hope he's doing well yeah but i mean uh, honestly like i i never had a a friend who i was constantly in contact with like that and and even like in the summertime like it's summertime like everybody same numbers in the year and then we never call each other stuff like that. you're like i gonna write you a letter i'm like you ain't gonna write me no letter <laughs> me and this fool would write letters like in in the summertime and and he's the one who who was the first one ever here to Kim's story that happened at Candy Hill Campground. I'll never forget that. About about Kim this and me cuz my my mom was like, "Yo, hey, well, you're hanging out with that girl a little too much." And that girl was like, "Oh, he can't hang out. I'm a hook up with this dude who I don't even like." <laughs> who I kept telling Kelly that I couldn't stand. I'm not bitter. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> not you, so you you were the first person who really instilled in me that um I mean, aside, aside from my parents and family, man, it's just like that that you can build your own family, really. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, my my own brother, um, he's my half-brother. He's older than me. He had a whole different life um, than me, and I love him to death. But I've never had anyone as close to me as you. Like, it, it didn't matter. Like, it, it, no matter what thought it was, no matter what it what I did, what I had to tell you, I would always tell you and you, and you, you just always took it and you were like, well, well," you gave me, came back with a fair opinion on it. You never judged me for anything. And I felt like I never did that to you, but you really gave me a sense of balance in my life that I didn't know I needed. And so I always had this rock to lean on. That was, that was you. And I had that all the way through high school. Um, and so when, when, you didn't go to college, and it was and just me on my own. I was kind of lost. Like I was hanging out with Dana, man. I was like, I don't know nobody. And then of course, I met I met West, and eventually, Ed, and Steve, and I, I was still lost. Like I even I came and found you. I was like, I was like, we gotta pick up Matt. He's <laughs> like, and you're like, West's like, yeah, we pick up your friend. Yeah, we're gonna call my friend Matt. We're gonna pick up him. We're gonna bring him to Pot State, and we did. And we listened to Stillmatic together in the car. And it was like we didn't miss a beat. And then I drank way too much vodka, and then. We brought Matt back the next day, but I mean that—that's what it was. Like everything was, everything in my mm-hmm. life, it was like y- you were—you were such a big part of my life that you had to be involved in, in everything. Mm-hmm. And of course, you entered. You're the one who encouraged me to rap because I was only writing my little love songs, my because my little R and B voice, whatever. But <laughs> you were like, "Yo, you need to rap. You need to rap. You're a rap. You're the one who encouraged me to rap. You're the reason that I'm still recording songs this day because you're like, you should rap. You should rap. You should rap." And you're the one who gave me confidence to even get to the point where eventually I, I started recording my own little demos and then so on and so forth. And like, I wouldn't have any of my musical output without you. Honestly, there would be no B- there, there, there would be no rap. Cause I, I had no desire to rap. Like I enjoyed rap. I was getting to know more rap, especially as, um, you know, I got more exposure, like from the uh, video channels. And then, uh, especially once I was able to, the tape stuff and, and eventually CDs and stuff like that. But there there would be no rap career without you. There would be no writing cr- writing stuff that I do without you. Because you were the one that always listens my my crazy ideas. I'm like, yo, 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 is is Spider-Man met his clone? And then and you and this, you weren't even the combos. You're like that's some, that's some crazy shit man you should you should write that down like so without having you to like even bounce that kind of shit off of like for feedback when i was doing fan fiction who knows if i would have even done that and become the writer that i eventually became because again you were my sounding board and i came up with this dumb dumbass idea i was like dad dad i don't to play this game i just came up with this great game he's like <laughs> and he's like all right we'll sit down and play a game i'm like all right so I'm, I'm going to sit here and we're going to set a clock for how 12 minutes for a quarter, right? He's like, okay, so we're playing basketball game. I'm like, yeah. It's like, so I'm going to tell you exactly what happens on the court. And then and then whatever happens, when it's your turn, you do the same thing. He looked at me and said, so you're just basically telling me everything that happens in this game. And, you're going <laughs> and we're supposed to tell each other back and forth for 48 minutes what happens in this game. I'm like, yeah, you know, we just described the game back and forth. And he's like, "That's not a game." Like, he walked away, and then I told Matt, <laughs> and Matt, Matt's like, "All right, well, how, how do you do it?" And I was like, "Oh, right. well, when I'm by myself, because my dad won't play, I just sit there and describe the whole game, and I set the time and everything. And I keep scoring my little book." And he's like, "Okay," <laughs> he's like, "I'm gonna do that too." Yeah. So, I mean, you you sat there and went with my little uh, imaginary basketball idea, and and the, the CBL thing was born, and we did that for a while, and. And it was like, no matter how stupid. that like, was stupid.
0: Was it like, was fun, though.
1: Here, here comes Conley. <laughs> Conley's going to pass it over to Spencer. Spencer goes between the legs. Oh, Spencer turns it over. Back <laughs> comes Hayes. Hayes is coming down to court. He pops a three and drops. All right, inbound the ball. And, and, and get this, assist and everything like that, too. And, I mean.
0: And the 100-point game. And you then did I think, have uh, hundred point game. I, there was a, a rebrand of the team, and they got different jerseys. And I think uh, my free agent deal didn't work through, and I got traded. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, we, we we were still on the same team. That was not happening. <laughs> not happening. But um, yeah. E- even even as I got older, and then started dating Angel, and like going a separate way, everything always came back to you, man. And you've always been before angel you were you're my life and then i met angel and despite her best efforts not to not to break us up it was like you know i was supposed to be made that you're like like yeah but what about matt <laughs> what, what's matt doing right now it's like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know um like you always were kind and honest and sincere and never diminished any of the crazy ideas that run through my head, you talk about how productive I am in my my downtime and stuff like that. Like, how's he find time to do it? I find time to do it because you allowed me to let my imagination run the way it did, even when we were kids. So because you gave me that ability, that's why I can sit here as a 40-year-old and think of these things. I got to write them down now. But at the same time, think of these things where I, I try to put them out in the world because you gave me the confidence to
2: become the person that I am.
1: And I love you, and I feel like I'm doing a wedding toast. But at the same time, I miss you all the time, and I'm glad we have Marco Polo. But then also, I think that you do a phenomenal job as a father. I saw it today. I know that you also are a great husband to Lisa. I know that. I know that couples are couples, man. Know, I mean, me and Angel do the same thing. And there's always going to be those times you're like, "Oh God, you know, whatever." <laughs> but like, oh, I don't know about this. But I mean, you're, you you. You've been dedicated to her since the day you that you met her. I won't have, wouldn't admit this then, but I was probably jealous then. Jealous back <laughs> in the day, because like oh, i supposed that's supposed to be me. And all of a sudden, all your focus—you had never done that before. Where mm-hmm. it was like even when Emily, you're like, oh Emily, Emily. And I was like, yeah, but when like, oh yeah, I'm going. And I was like, hey, we're going to do And You're like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. And that took some getting used to, but. I c I couldn't have done these forty years without you. Mm. And I'm so glad we sit here with you. On my fortieth birthday. Hey, don't get choked up. <laughs> I just love you so much and I can't wait until your uh, next trip that you come back. I'm already looking forward to that because I know we only have like this much time left. Yeah. And I so can't I wait until you come back and we, so we can right we can do it all day. I know. So the the my favorite parts from last night hanging out one, two, three, was Couple times I just put my head on your shoulder because I know I won't be able to. Because I mean, you know, I put my head on the shoulder. Who cares? We ain't gay. We're we're, com- we're comfy. We're comfy. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're you're dope. And despite it all, man, like you 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 really are like one of the dopest human beings I ever met. And I wish you were able to realize that more. Because because you're you're just great. Thank you. Yeah.
0: So the next forty eight minutes of the podcast
1: <laughs> oh. C V. Oh. oh, that's the wrap up music. I I, I guess. I guess that we're gonna to have to just just end the podcast before you can rebuttal. Man. No,
0: no, no. We got we got forty eight minutes and we can play this basketball game, in twelve minute quarters is what I'm getting
1: oh. at. <laughs> all right, here we go. All right, so, all right, all right. so are we on the same Team? Yeah, I think all so. All right, all right. Yeah. So, all right, I'll, all right. So, no, you know what? You You do our team. I'll be the 96 Bulls, okay? Okay, okay. All right, so you, you all right, so tip the ball goes up and your team wins the tip. All right, go.
0: All right, so Kellen Conley passes up to Matt Spencer. Uh huh. Matt Spencer passes over to mystery third person who we have not yet named. <laughs> <laughs> third
1: player in the deal, Steve Kerr. <laughs>
0: no, to Steve Shear. Steve Shear, okay, Steve, Steve Shear just passes the over. Almost has the ball stolen by <laughs> Scottie Pippen. <laughs> Scottie Pippen uh, gets the ball. Uh, uh, it's my turn. My uh, turn. Okay, Scotty right Pippen there. has the
1: ball. Pippen comes up. He crosses the timeline. He looks up at the clock. There's plenty of time. They just got the ball. Phil's calling in a play. He swings over to Ron Harper. Oh, they're putting in a triangle. All right. So, so Jordan's posted up on the lower block against Conley. Oh, he's going to feed it to Jordan. Jordan's backing down Conley.
0: Big Easy punches Michael <laughs> Jordan in the face. Technical foul. Three shots going to Jordan. (laughs) And
1: that is your dismount. (laughs) Thanks, y'all. Appreciate it.